Holman, this may hurt your feelings. Yeah. I would rather do this show okay. with Billy Bargain. <laughs> you ready? Give me some Billy Bargain. Hey, everybody, this here is Billy Bargain, and I'm at the Truck Show Podcast. I don't always listen to podcasts, but what I do is with my friend, Lightning and Holman, and the Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> Oh, that was such a hit <laughs> on the live show. We had a lot of views on that. I was surprised. We uh, we turned it into a video online, and it just, like, took off. You know, like, except for it didn't sell my truck! What? No, truck still sitting in my front yard. Uh, but damn, you were funny on that one. Uh, I didn't know you had that in you. I had a lot of people come by my office, and they're like, dude, Billy Bargain, really? <laughs> Billy Bargain. And then I had people go, where did you buy that cowboy hat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so what happened, the, the behind the scenes is that you did this just kind of off the cuff on our last episode yeah. where you played- Like one take. You played Billy Bargain trying to be the used car salesman <laughs> selling my uh, 07 Silverado. We put it against this music and then and then we turned that into an Instagram, right? But I thought, uh, it needs something. So what? what's, and you obliged uh, <laughs> and shot and had your wife take some pictures of you wearing like an open shirt with a bad gold necklace and a, and, a, and a 10 gallon hat. And so what, what were those glasses you were wearing too? Uh, I found them at Michael's. <laughs> because my daughter uh, had a Michael's gift card. So uh, she's like, Dad, can we go get some art supplies? I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, I wonder if they have glasses here. And I saw they were timing. hideous. And I'm like, oh. I perfect have timing. They were so awful. I'm not a good animator. And he just you just bounced <laughs> around the screen a bunch. And I made you twirl and do some. You got to look at our Instagram. And uh, hopefully someone or will. Or Facebook page. It's but, on there, too. So you were funny, but you didn't sell my freaking truck. So uh, you failed at, at that. So does that mean that we uh, that we do Billy Bargain? Uh, does he come back? Or do we uh, do we kill him? I. I think Billy Bargain is is bigger than we are. Whoa. I think he lives, yeah. Okay. I think Billy Bargain right. is huge. You know what? Nissan needs Billy Bargain as a spokesman. Here we go! <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Billy Bargain down at the Drugorama, and we are the latest Nissan dealer here in the United States of America, and we are selling the all-new Nissan Titan five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, which you can extend if you want to. <laughs> It covers everything from soup to nuts. I don't know what that means. I just heard my grandpappy say it before. If you need a truck that has a big bad toast, bunch of stuff, fits a bunch of people, and gets great fuel economy while sounding awesome with a V8 engine, then you should get on down to Truckerama and you should purchase an all-new Nissan Dynamite. You guys can see him. There's a vein in your head that's popping out. Is it better or worse than a Julia Roberts vein when it pops out in her head? Uh, it's not as ugly on you. Like <laughs> she, you can't. That's a funny reference. Only half of you guys will probably. Yeah, no. But... Julia Roberts got some crazy vein on yeah, her right in the middle of her forehead. Yeah, you can't. You can't. When she gets upset or cries or she's mad in every movie, you're you like, oh, watch there's that vein. And, and all you can see is the vein. Yeah, you know, it's like your your grandpa that's got that varicose vein or whatever that starts <laughs> popping out his leg, and you're like, can you just wear long pants, grandpa? Or like, tall socks. Yeah, or tall socks. Yeah, I want to cover that damn does thing Billy, up. Does Billy Bargain need like a sock over his head or something? No, I think Billy Bargain's got a 10-gallon hat, you know? Yeah, it's an America hat. It is. It is an America hat. You Billy know, Bargain oh, likes to talk about America. You know what? There is nothing. I'm I'm absolutely, completely wrong. There's nothing 10-gallon about it. No, it, it's, it's just, just a, it's, it's a lot America of America. Hat. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's, there's no A. It's just America mm-hmm. with the apostrophe. Yeah. So do you think that um, Billy Bargain has it in him to promote Decked? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bargain here down at the Truckorama. And guess what we have? We got truck accessories. We got wheels. We got tires. We got bed covers. But what do you do when your bed cover discovers stuff in your bed? I don't you know. You gotta get yourself a deck system. Oh. You don't 
Fast stuff rolling around. No, you don't. Circular saws, chainsaws, uh, alligators. They can't be roaming around your bed. Got to get yourself a double drawer, waterproof, and exit them with unlocking drawers. I don't know what else you do with it, but you put out ropes and tie downs and long guns and tools and whatever the heck you want to carry. You can't quite fit your mother-in-law there, but you can fit anything else in the back of your weatherproof lockable storage system from our friends at Dick. I think I pulled a muscle in my back. I think you did. I think I pulled a vocal cord muscle. Are there vocal cord muscles? Uh, I, I think vocal cords are muscles, aren't oh, they? Yeah, well, this one needs to be a massage. <laughs> That's what she said. Yes. People either just hit the 15-second forward button right there because, yeah. like, stop screaming at me, yeah. or they or they like Billy Bargain. You're going to have to let us know by emailing us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, or leave us your message at the five-star hotline. Wait, wait, wait. If you're going to leave a message at the five-star hotline at It's six... got to be as Billy Bargain. It's got to be your version of Billy Bargain, <laughs> 657-205-6105. Hey, everybody, this is Billy Bargain. It's a brand-new year, 2019. That means not only do you get new cars and trucks, but you also get brand new Truck Show Podcast! The Truck Show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, enough of Billy Bargain. <laughs> I don't think my voice can take it anymore. No, you can't do Billy Bargain over the intro. Uh, well, oh, he, my god! I feel like he needs to sing the intro. All right, guys, we apologize. We won't. I, I think uh, as much as we love Billy Bargain, I think he's just going to annoy you. So uh, <laughs> we will not continue Billy Bargain. I mean, today. Today. today <laughs> in, this, in this particular show. All right, we got a lot of show coming up. Uh, first thing, we've got uh, Marcel, who's going to stop by in a little bit. I think we just ushered him out to go get some wiener schnitzel oh, for us. Oh, yeah, he's doing the Lord's work. So Marcel is, how do we describe Marcel? He's. Uh, He's the uh, gatekeeper to all things automotive. <laughs> no, he's not. I, he pretty much knows everybody, though. But he knows everybody kind of because if, he used to be a magazine guy. He used everything. to be... If you, if you need to get in touch with somebody in the automotive industry... Uh, you know, Kevin Bacon so, had seven degrees of separation. Marcel has like one from everybody. Okay, so he's a networker, right? And he used to For own sure. like a like a Linex dealership or something like that. Yeah, he worked at Linex Corporate. He owned a Linex store. He had his own media company. He's now doing some stuff uh, online, some streaming uh, programming. And he, and he, just, yeah, and he's like, what does he do? His podcast like that peanut and buttercup show? What was that? that what is it called? <laughs> Peaches and buttercup. Peaches yeah. and buttercup, yeah. yeah. With our other friend, Tom McWeeny. Yeah, Tom McWeeny, <laughs> which has got to be a made-up name. I can't believe it. Anyway, uh, anyway, McWeeney. Yeah. We'll, we'll have him back from uh, Wiener's here in a bit. All and, right, and uh, we also have. Let's. I want to start the show with uh, our friend Greg. Well, he's not your friend yet, but I've known Greg for a little while. Greg Alberala. Okay. Now, Greg is a YouTuber. Now, he didn't start as a YouTuber. He started off as a a Ram, a Cummins enthusiast, and somehow it. I don't. I don't know how it, he started. He became a YouTuber, but I, I want to get to all the I know of is it. when I look at his uh, Instagram, his YouTube, I'm uh, impressed by uh, his audience for what he does. It's pretty amazing. But I think it's because he's he's real. He's not there's no there's no oh, showmanship. Sure. And he looks he's like just, he's having fun. He he's definitely having fun. So I think are you okay with if we just start the show by calling Greg? Yeah, let's get right into it. Let me uh, let me dial. Hello. Mr. Yes. Greg Alberala, Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you what doing? What is up, dude? How you doing, guys? Thanks good, for having me. Good. So we're calling New Jersey, right? Is that where you're at? New Jersey, yep. The Garden State. Although, right on the- 
not really much garden though going on there, is there? I mean, a lot of trees. A lot of trees. But how did you end up in uh, lovely New Jersey there, Greg? Were you born and raised there? What's the story? Uh, Born and raised in uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm actually really right right on the New Jersey-Pennsylvania border. So uh, just kind of moved over here when I was young and kind of far away from the city-ish area. And from from your YouTube channel, and I'm watching your videos all the time, as you know, um, Uh it it looks like you're on a big piece of land with a lot of grass and a long driveway and a really nice like ranch-style house. And, and, yep. a, and a big ass garage with all your Ram trucks in it, but then you've got another warehouse off to the side. With we're going to get <laughs> into this. Pretty here. much the only reason that uh, that Lightning's bringing that up is because he has a, uh, a craftsman in Long Beach that has a, a one car garage and uh, yeah. p- pretty much nothing else. I think, and it just sucks. Yeah, basically, uh, <laughs> if he goes out his front door, he bumps right into his neighbor's house. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, kind of uh, started out of my garage, uh, kind of just like every other normal person and kind of just uh, kept adding to the collection, adding to the collection, uh, big trailer. And next thing you know, I'm like, crap, we need to uh, need to have some space for the projects for the winter time so I can keep the videos going. So we moved to a uh, like an industrial park where I have a you know a 2,000 square foot space there so I can you know keep working through the winter and stuff like that so that's kind of I, I, Greg I have what, so many I have so what, many questions wait, 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 me, me first hold on yes what's winter what's winter yeah, yeah. What's winter? yeah. <laughs> it's what we're experiencing now <laughs> hey, we never hey stop we never played this intro wait oh, ah! go, go, go. yo the drunk show <laughs> All right, now I feel better. We played this <laughs> oh, intro good. here. Now we can get into a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, how did this happen? How did you become a YouTube star? And I know that you don't really, well, I'm guessing you don't like that. A lot of YouTube guys are like, I'm more than a YouTuber. But really, you're a vlogger. You started off, you know, I'm video blogging. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a normal guy. Like I said, uh, you know, I've just been been in the diesel industry for quite a long time as a, just a normal enthusiast and just kind of just progressed from there. Uh, not too many guys doing uh, diesel related content on uh, YouTube uh, two and a half, three years ago when I started and a lot of automotive guys, but no, no diesel guys. So I was kind of uh, one of the, one of the first guys to kind of start doing that um, and kind of just, uh, just evolved from there, you know, just more projects were you always a Ram guy because you have a Ram always. exclusive fleet? Yeah, pretty much. That's that's where I started. My first uh, uh, one of the main trucks on the channel is was my first uh, vehicle. I got it right out of uh, technical school and it's been with me ever since and uh, haven't really sold too many. Just kept uh, kept adding. So what allows you to do that? What What's your uh, what's your day job? Uh, my day job, I work for a uh, drilling company as a uh, foreman, so I kind of do a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Because we have, a, yeah, yeah. Every, oh, every, yeah, every one of our guests that has some awesome like land, a warehouse, project vehicles, they're like, yeah, I drill. <laughs> well, it's they're in the oil industry, yeah, or there's something sure. exactly. There, there, there's some lucrative uh, union gig, right behind the scenes going on. Yes, yeah, so I still work. I still work my uh, I work my full time job and then do. Uh, YouTube pretty much, uh, I guess you could call it full-time now as well. So That sounds of, like us. We have full-time jobs, and then we do a yep. uh, podcast. This full-time, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. we're not making any money at it, though. No, That's we're the not. Problem. We're Luckily, not. We, we do have sponsors, but it doesn't seem yeah. to be too lucrative for us. Paid for your microphone. <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, well, good pay for the microphone. Motor Trend's making some money, maybe just not us. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, all right, Greg, take us back to the first truck, the truck that started it all, the Ram. Uh, got out of uh, technical school. I went to actually went to WireTech for. Uh, oh no, kidding! Yep, went to WireTech for actually automotive, not even diesel. Went for automotive because I was actually more into cars at the time, and uh, so went to automotive, and I also took uh, a business class there. And uh, when I got out of school, uh, that's when diesels are still kind of just gaining traction a little bit. And I kind of just became fascinated with uh, the fact that you could take this big, heavy, loud, rattly truck and, uh, you know, throw some of these parts on it and kind of kind of keep up with some cars out on the road. And I kind of just switched gears literally as soon as I got out of uh, school, uh, bought my first first truck. And that was my daily driver one truck show for a couple years drove it through the winter time and all that stuff and what was it is it a tw- uh, 12 valve cummins no that was my first truck was a 05 it was a 2005 common rail uh very cool i'm cummins uh so uh after that added on i started started progressing in horsepower and built transmission turbos stuff like that so i ended up you know the whole the the epic the epic meme of uh bought a daily Add all these parts. Now I need a new daily. Kind of took place, and <laughs> right? I bought my truck to drive and not mess around with. So. And I, I bet you got really, really good about uh, transmission rebuilds. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. And then when did you start recording yourself? When did you start taking people through and why? this adventure? And why? Yeah. yeah. Why would you have done that? So uh, I started YouTube. It's about two and a half ish, almost three years, uh, and. I mean, we're going, I mean, when I got into the diesel scene, I can't even count how many years ago we're going on maybe eight, 10, 10 plus, uh, you know, I'd been through some bigger, bigger builds, higher horsepower, kind of, uh, been through a lot of the do's don'ts on every power level and was doing more projects and kind of just figured that I would try and, you know, have some fun, make some videos and also try and uh, help people with some of the pitfalls that I had uh, gotten into myself, try and just, you know, help people with their builds and hopefully they could relate with some of my issues and problems and just, you know, kind of bring people along with my journey. So. But it takes a special personality to be able to do this. So just holding up a camera and then talking into a camera is, is weird. You're all alone in a oh, yeah. you know in a warehouse or in your garage at the time before you had the warehouse, uh-huh. and you're just oh, yeah. you're just talking. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to do. We're going to change this. We're going to change that. I'm going to. Oh, I broke this today. You know, it's just like <laughs> we have to be very open and real. And you resonated. Did it surprise you that you connected with an audience so quickly? You know, it's kind of funny because a lot of people they think that. Um, you know, you're just kind of born with it or it's natural. And I can tell you, I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, three years later, it still feels a little weird to me. I am the same person who before this never took a selfie with my cell phone, hated pictures where it was never the one to enjoy taking pictures of myself or doing any sort of that. Uh, even, you know, when Instagram and Facebook making videos there, never did any of that before that. So I kind of just picked this up completely uh, not doing any of it before. And, uh, you know, it's still, it's still not the most natural feeling for sure. But, uh, you, you look pretty natural. Although I, I will say this since you're being candid, um, one of the guys that I work with has followed you since the very, very beginning. He's like, well, some of the Greg's older videos, he's a little, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, kind of green, you know, yeah, but we all, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, 
You don't want to go back and listen no. to the Truck Show Podcast episode uh, one. I, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Greg, Greg <laughs> understands this. And I think, you know, you and I joke about it. We get an episode done. We're done. We don't go back. It's water under the bridge. It's like only move yeah. forward. Because, you know, once you get comfortable and, and you start, you know, finding your groove and you find your audience and all that kind of stuff, you really don't want to see how bad you were. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I think I, I have watched uh, my first video. I think I've watched it uh, twice. It's like a yearly thing just as a, you know, a reminder and stuff. And it's like it is pretty it is pretty cringeworthy when you when you go back. But it's uh, yeah, it's just it's like anything else. You, you do it enough times and it becomes more familiar and natural and, uh, you know, just smoother in general. What have you learned uh, about yourself going through the process? I mean, I think. When you put yourself out there and you put yourself out to an audience and people who don't know you, um, mm-hmm. you know it's really easy to get criticisms from people, or you get your kind yep. of your stalkers, or you get the heroes. You know, people think you're a hero. Like, there's such a range of emotions of uh, yeah. people in your audience. Like, is there anything you learned about yourself and kind of went, no, you never really thought of it that way? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I kind of I kind of knew in going into it, and uh, you know, man, like this is this is getting pretty deep right off the bat. I. I can openly admit I'm a pretty uh, emotional person. I, I care what people think, uh, and I knew going into it, you better have some thick skin because you know the keyboard warriors of today they they have no <laughs> they will they will they will call you out on every single thing. Uh, so I knew that going in, but it has been a it has been a crazy wild journey that I would never uh, trade for anything. The uh, relationships that I've built with people because of the videos you know people that watch companies that uh that i've gotten a chance to work with um the biggest thing to answer your question about learning from yourself is uh the challenges that you fear the most are the ones you need to jump towards not away from uh because it i was thinking about starting a youtube channel for probably six months to a year maybe before i actually got the courage to go do it and now looking back, it's like, you know, it's the same thing. You could have been a year ahead instead of a year behind if you were just to. A hundred percent. We, t- we totally, totally get that because yeah, I think any sure. of us who we have Marcel Venable here from Auto Revolution in the uh, in the studio, and we'll talk to Marcel in a little bit, but same deal. Like uh, a lot of us were in either uh, other jobs, other forms of media, other things. And when you get into audio or video where your real self, it, it's you're not really editing your words and you're not really, you know, um, hiding behind, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a photo or, or a project, like you're being yourself and being real. Man, it's hard. You have to have that. Uh, you have to have that thick skin because you will drive yourself crazy with the with the negativity that that comes with doing the things that we do here. Well, so and yeah. and, and, yep. and and Greg, you also chose. You know, you were already a Ram and a Cummins fan going into this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if you were not your fans, your 145,000 subscribers which grows mm-hmm. every day, they would blast you and see right through it. Like, that is, of all the yeah. groups you could have chosen to broadcast to, like... Dude, that is a hardcore group of people. They, that- these are guys, <laughs> yeah. these are... I bet, I'll bet you there's over a thousand of these subscribers that have Cummins tattoos on their arms, like the big C. Oh, sure. It's legit. Oh, I'm sure. Legit. Yeah, I'm sure. Can you imagine, Greg, picture <clears throat> this for a second. You're in a football stadium of 100,000 people, Right. And yeah. there's the walkway, the catwalk that goes out into the middle. Spotlight comes down to you. No, 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 the tunnel. you got to run out the tunnel. Oh, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, yeah. Are, there, are there balloons? Is the archway balloons? Uh, it could be balloons. Yeah. Okay, so he runs. Yeah. There's archway balloons. Mounted police because there's a ton of people there. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. And you go out and you stare out at 145,000 people at once. And then you say, oh, crap. Oh, crap. What have I done? <laughs> yeah. What What are some of the wins? Like, What, have, what is an experience that you did on, uh, on the YouTube channel? 
where it was so overwhelming, you know, overwhelmingly positive that it shocked you? I think like when I get to meet people in person, it uh, that is weird, by the way. Yeah, it's happened to us a few times and it's odd when when you get messages that uh, what you're doing is really helping someone, uh, whether it be the technical information, help them work on their truck better or if they're just maybe looking for an escape from their normal day that they're going through some stuff and the, and the videos just help them get by with that time. Or like when I'm at the, uh, all the, all the diesel shows um, and people come up and, and, and say what's up and, and talk to me. Uh, I, like, again, I'm just, I'm just a normal guy. I'm nobody different. Uh, the, the best thing that I, that I love to hear is uh, the feeling that they get when they watch the videos. I'm no different in person. I shake everybody's hand. I say what's up to everybody. It feels cool to, to meet people. And, and again, the relationships, uh, whether it's people or, or companies, uh, that really, as far as like going back to the original question of like some of the bigger positives is, is just that doing, you know, helping people in whatever way that it, that it is doing that for them. So, you know, Holman, so I was at, uh, in Idaho at an event for alligator performance. Okay. They're a big, mm-hmm. uh, yep. retailer and distributor. And um, I was up there standing in a booth, and uh, a couple kids walked up. And I say kids; they were in their early twenties. Those are kids to you. Uh, yep. I mean, and you are was... you just turned sixties. And shut up! Yeah, I'm just gonna stop right there. What a dick. <laughs> come on, come so, on. So, <clears throat> two guys, two girls, and they walk up, and they're wearing wrench work shirts. Now we haven't mm-hmm. talked about Greg's brand yet. Right. He launched a brand. Yep. And he figures mm-hmm. I'm gonna get in on some of this merch. Right. Yeah. And so these kids walk up and they're wearing wrench work shirts. And I go, oh, cool. You guys know Greg A. And they're like, no, no, but we love his stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to send a picture to Greg. He'll he'll get, he'll be stoked on this. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, what do you mean you're going to send a picture to Greg? And I snapped it and I texted Greg. And they're like, are you sending that to Greg A? And I go, <laughs> yeah, why? What's the big deal? And at this point, I'm just thinking, Greg's just a dude. He's got a you know, YouTube yeah, channel. Of course. These kids were freaked. They were so stoked that, that, that Greg might see them in their shirts that they ordered online after yeah. watching him. You know what I mean? And so yeah. uh, they're like, let us know what he says. I'm like, sure, okay. So they walk, they they do a lap, they come back 20 minutes later. Did did he see it? I go, no, it's, I'm, like, I'm not going to bug him to see it. They do another lap. They came back like every half an hour and finally Greg, Greg finally replies back with something like rad with a thumbs up or whatever. And finally I'm like, I turn my phone around, I show it. And they're like, yes, they like, yes. It's like when we do our five stars, yeah. they were that stoked. That's awesome. That Greg like gave yeah. them. But that's what's weird about today, right? Like I think YouTube podcasts, all these things is that you're so accessible, you know, Back when we were kids, you know, or whatever, you know, you, you you didn't know the people that you enjoyed following. You didn't know the celebrities. You didn't know the stars. You didn't know the the big shots in in the industry. None of that. And today, you can follow anybody, and and yeah. you can have that personal relationship, and it's pretty cool. Take us through your collection of trucks because we didn't touch on those. So you have what a first gen, a third, fourth. So, where are you? There's uh there's there's six total uh, <laughs> right now. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it, there is there is uh, a first gen. Uh, and a second gen that we just picked up, uh, a six speed second gen. And then my, Oh, I'm going, I'm just going in year, like chronological order. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a 93 first gen and Oh, two second gen, uh, the Oh, five, uh, third gen and Oh, eight third gen. And then an 18, uh, fourth gen that we just picked up, uh, for the, for a tow rig. And, uh, the last and latest is, I don't know if there's a year to it. It is a uh, tube chassis 
pro mod two wheel drive truck that we're building for the upcoming ODSS racing series. This Which year. looks badass, by the way. You've got a video of it, and you can see all the fiberglass bodywork on it, and yep. looks like it's up on jack stands, and you're you're working on it. Um, but I got to yep. tell you that uh, gray uh, first gen. Oh, it's mm-hmm. badass. There's just something about a first gen because they they yeah. made them for like thirty something years without any body panel changes. Just the yep. way that grill is, you put a, a you know, I don't know any built Cummins. They just they just look like grandpa's old truck, except they're sort yeah. of fairly modern, you know. <clears throat> by in, yeah, in terms it's of a, it's got a nice got a nice patina paint job on it, you know. It's just uh, that's what it is. It looks like it's a, li- it's a like nice mix. It, yep. It's sort of like a little bit of old grandpa truck. But it it just is when like trucks started getting computers and being modern and stuff, just barely kind of. So it just has the, that sweet spot of of you know the the truck of truckdom where when you see one of those things built, especially a regular cab, long bed. Yeah. Oh, they're so badass! It always turns out this way in life. You know, your 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 cheapest project that you don't really care a whole lot about turns out to be your your most fun and that truck i bought that truck for you know a couple couple thousand dollars from the original oh wow owned, i think it was south carolina the guy uh towed his little lawnmower around a uh, really older gentleman and uh in this it's been in the family for however long it was and uh he kept it underneath this lean to and it was. It's been so fun building it. Any chance it has red velour interior? It does not. Oh, because <laughs> I, I feel like every first gen Ram has no, that red interior. It's, it's a race truck now. Uh, well, you know, it was I, either I, it was it was either that red or that blue. The blue. I had to make sure that it wasn't. It was like a denim <laughs> jean color blue, but it was velour, right? And, yeah. And yeah. it's funny because those things, like the dash pads, will crack, and and you know the mm-hmm. steering wheels. They get that like really sticky substance on it, you know, that just yep. sort of like cooks yep. in the sun. Yep. And that's what she said. <laughs> yep. And, and so that's my uh, favorite thing to put in my videos. I love that. That's what that's she said. Favorite. Do you have? Oh, yeah. yeah. By, by the that's way, that's what she said. I was gonna say you missed the opportunity. We said that's the favorite thing to put I in my know. videos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sleeping at the wheel. Do you have? Uh, <laughs> are there any stock vehicles in your fleet? Is the tow rig stock? The no. I was gonna, no. My, my wife Jeep is the only thing that's that's stock. I. Uh, even my trailers in my driveway are not are not stock. I uh, I have a, a deep problem with uh, not leaving anything alone. So no, not my yeah. only 2008 third gen, which is the truck that I drive every day uh, for work, uh, still has has a big uh, has a has a nice third and king suspension on it. There you go. Uh, wheels, tires, turbo. Uh, you know, it's nothing. you know what Greg meant when he said that his trailers weren't stock. What's that? He took out that little like uh, crappy Honda generator. And he's got a Cummins 4BT as a generator. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I had to change the wheels on the trailer. They weren't uh, they weren't black, so those had to get changed. So you're going to be taking that and the race truck to all of these Outlaw Diesel Super Series events, correct? Yep. yep, that's what it was made for. It's got a it's got it's a little bit more race than living, but it does have a, a bed, a bathroom in it, so it's uh, it's perfect for a multiple day event and uh my wife and and our our child now uh comes with us and nice. you know she she helps running all of the uh uh the wrench work stuff while while I'm out having fun so it's she's a fa- uh, it's a family business I love yeah. that uh, yeah yeah absolutely couldn't do it without her and and what do you hope to achieve with this race truck i mean what are you trying to trying to set records like what is your plan for this season it's to win damn it i know that but okay, to win what Let's, there's a lot of of our listeners they're like what does he rate like what what time how fast what horsepower is it drag is it track yeah, pull? that's what i'm saying okay. 
the ODSS, uh, which is the Outlaw Diesel Super Series, is is the in I guess in my opinion the the biggest uh, and the nicest drag racing uh, events series I guess you could call it uh, in that's that's going on right now. So I believe they have like six or seven, maybe eight events, um, and it's you know, but they have they have it's a it's a show, it's a dyno but it's mainly focused around drag racing. So uh, the class that this truck is being built for is the pro mod class, which is the, I believe it's the highest, maybe besides the dragsters, basically nothing. I mean, this, this truck, if you want to call it started on a chassis table with tubing, there's no frame uh, factory frame of a truck. It is built to be the fastest thing on four wheels i guess two-wheel drive big tire you're really not using almost anything that's factory on any truck you're using uh you know aluminum engines turbo 400s uh stuff like that so and I so mean, who's go- uh take us through the engine on this thing uh the engine is not really uh completely ironed out and completely buttoned up yet uh, all right the i'm guy- sorry i asked <laughs> <laughs> uh the guys at king speed racing repair in bowling green are uh, are massively helping me uh, with with completing the truck, and they'll be helping me uh, get this thing to, down the track, and you know fixing it when it breaks, stuff like that. So it's it it is. So you're actually going to have a team out there. It's not going to just be you and the the wife and the kid. I mean, it's getting to the point now. You know, like the pro street, the pro mod. Uh, you got to have a solid team. You know, it's just uh, the level of. It's not as privateer as it used to be. Like no. now people are like it's legit. Yeah, especially in these classes. I mean, there are still obviously the the ET, the brackets, and 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 the slower classes like my my O five, the quad cab. Uh, while that is rapidly progressing as well, that is you know you can you can pilot that yourself. You can line yourself up and good on the track without a problem with with yourself. But something something like this is uh, when you're talking about the guys in the ODSS series is they run eighth mile drag racing, and guys in this class are going uh, mid fours. In the, in the eighth mile. Wow, dude, that's fast. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very, very fast. So it's uh, it's it's pretty serious. You don't want to, you know, make a costly mistake because it's going to amplify how fast you're, you know. And how fast how... have you gone so far? Like, what is your personal best? Hmm. <laughs> Do you have one yet? This is this is where uh, the whole uh, challenge for this truck that I kind of gave myself uh, the fastest that I have been in anything personally in the quarter mile is 10 flat okay respectable so that's pre- still pretty fast yeah the class that this truck is going to be in is probably uh it you could almost classify it as a different world so it's going to be a huge challenge uh uh doing it but so I'm you're basically it. going from a volkswagen beetle to a ferrari pretty much hey pretty I, much it's a, I, it's I would a great say example. my advice to that would be like if you're scared it's over a lot faster <laughs> yes. yes indeed so so greg i'm looking way, at that's a, what she said yes <laughs> <laughs> so i'm looking through like uh, some of your videos and uh there's a ton of cool stuff in here um you know putting cat filters on your cummins uh that's pretty cool <laughs> there's that old uh looks like a mid-50s gmc medium duty with a 12 valve swap that's pretty cool whatever happened to yeah, that truck that's, uh, is it the red one yeah the red one so that is actually uh, my transmission builders. Uh, we were down there doing something because obviously Dodge's transmissions, uh, you know, 
they they have their differences. So what? Uh, <laughs> yes. that, that that is actually his uh, old GMC that he had gotten. Uh, I think he picked it up off Craigslist and and had a twelve valve sitting around. So they twelve valve swapped. Right, it. right. I and, got this truck uh, and I got this engine. Oh, what the hell? Let's just put them together. I love it. That's how it always starts, right? Yep, you always yep. slap this thing together and have it be cool. So uh, that was that was one of his vehicles. So I mean, the the cool thing about the channel is it's it's mostly centered around uh my vehicles as the base but as we go from you know the transmission shop here or, or picking up parts here we kind of you know we, we, we video the journey you know and everyone that's yeah you know, i mean greg of, you've got a cast of characters like a guy will just pull up and you're like oh so-and-so's trucks busted again and <laughs> guys just yeah. wheeling up to your doorstep and you're like here let's go and you go down and so you you really do take people through your you know your daily and mm-hmm. uh it's pretty yeah. interesting now when your wife makes an appearance does your audience go bonkers? Because like, oh, no, we saw his wife. I think uh, I think it's cool because uh, a lot I get a lot of uh, messages or like like I said at events and people come up and they're with they're with their uh, girlfriends or wives and stuff and they the this is, it's it's one of two comments it's it's the yeah we get to watch you every night so instead of spending time together we get to watch you uh, and they love it the the. The wives and girlfriends, they love when Allie and uh, we just had our first uh, daughter and they love it when Allie and Reagan come on and uh, especially uh, that whole scene. And then the second one is, I hate you. I can't believe that you're making my husband spend all this much money. You're making <laughs> so, much yep. so it's one of the two. But, yeah, they uh, they really like it when, uh, you know, you get the whole you get the whole family in there, you know, so it's a uh, it's fun. So uh, what's it like to paddle shift to Cummins? Man, it's really cool. Uh, so so <laughs> for those who don't know, he did a, a paddle shifter install in, uh, looks like, what, a, a, a is that a third gen or fourth? That is that is my 05. That's the okay. first truck that I had ever got. Yeah. Um, and Muldoon's Diesel uh, in Newcastle, Delaware. And uh, with the help of all the guys at the Suncoast Converters, we uh, basically, it's, it's kind of uh, John's kit uh, with all the Suncoast parts and you kind of change your steering wheel. You put these. Looks badass. Honestly, yeah, I, looks like, I I hate the steering wheel and the stock ram in, in that truck, the airbag. I just think it looks stupid. But I yeah. like that dash. The steering wheel that he has to use is a nice three spoke with the paddles on it. Turn looks it around. Per- Let looks me really that. badass. Yeah. In, Turn in your truck. computer around here. Right there. Oh yeah. And the nice thing about it is too is like uh, your normal automatic driving mode uh, does not get lost, so you can have it in. Oh, you can still be lazy if you want. Or, you know, when you're when it's Saturday and you want to, you know, get crazy, you can flip it in paddle mode and do it that way. I mean, I've never ever since we've installed those, I've never driven it in normal mode once because <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, but it's it's really it's really cool to drive. How did WrenchWork start the apparel line? Like, when did you go? All right. It's time to launch a brand because I'm doing all these events and I need something to sell. Say, say you ride dirt bikes. You, you have Fox or, you know, uh, Oakley, if you're your action sports or something. So think of a clothing line that kind of represents people that love to work on their cars or trucks or their dirt bikes or their quads, like people who love to just kind of be in the garage and and work on stuff and, and turn a wrench. Nothing really comes to your mind, does it? So that's that's where and that's what my passion is. You know, my passion is just kind of being in the garage, hanging out, uh, working on my own stuff. And, you know, your ups and your downs that come with everything associated with that. So that's where uh, WrenchWorks kind of just represents people that are, you know, just working on their passions, working on their hobbies, whatever that may be. Uh, it doesn't have to be a diesel truck or a car. It could be whatever. But WrenchWorks is kind of just a brand that I 
had created to, you know, just, you know, uh, I guess broadcast, you know, wearing clothing that that's kind of what you enjoy in your in your passion. And that's WrenchWorks with a Z. Yes. Wrench, WrenchWorks with a Z. Dot com. Yep. Right. WrenchWorksWithAZ.com. Yep. So if uh, if guys want to uh, want to follow you, it's uh, it's Greg Alberella on uh, YouTube. So that's uh, Greg underscore A L B E R A L L A. And yep. uh, where else can they follow you on Instagram on uh, on Facebook? What are those? Yeah, uh, same thing on Facebook. Just my first and last name. Instagram is just uh, I guess where that's where the nickname really came from. Greg, Greg A. A. That's my Instagram name is Greg underscore A. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. I and think that's at, some, at, also at Wrenchworks if you're interested in checking out right. his apparel. And line. I think that's some yep. of the magic we've talked about is that he's not you know it's some, some fancy YouTube you know it's like it's just Greg. He's just it's it's our buddy Greg. Yeah, it's Greg. Our buddy Greg. Yeah. Hanging out with Greg, that's watching right. him on. By the way, our buddy Greg has an apparel line and we don't. Yes. Yeah. So it's our buddy. Gra- <laughs> it's our buddy Craig. Uh, actually, you have an apparel line. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with automotive or the podcast for that matter. Yeah. Greg yeah, A. So our buddy Greg A. Greg A. Greg A. Can we call yeah, you our buddy now, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. We we send him a friend request and he'll actually accept it. If I if I see it, I will. <laughs> he was a little tentative there. Yeah, he, he was tentative. Like, there. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's because he, he's not a so lag sure. In the <laughs> a lag in the connection. He, no. he just has he has too many fans. He will, we'll have to uh, we'll have to send him a text or something and say, hey, I, I requested yeah, I, your friendship. I, I, I've 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 been known to uh, need need reminders to, uh, to 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 look at certain things that from time to time. We're gonna follow your uh, the next the next season out on the track. And congratulations again, and uh, and good luck, man. Hopefully, uh, you get out there, set some records, scare yourself uh, into some trophies. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Greg. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, thanks. Sir. All, All right, later. bye. Marcel, sit down. There you go. All right, pull up that uh, stool. Here we oh. go. Before you can talk, well, hold on. here we go. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Why don't you share Ronnie's freaking phone number with us finally? Yeah, buddy. (laughs) I'm here, right? I brought it. I hand delivered. Uh, He was on on like a month ago. We found him without you. Come on. We didn't need you. Come on. For for those of you who don't remember, we we had gotten Ronnie from C10 Talk on. Yeah. And I talked to Marcel while I was on vacation in July. Yeah, yeah, I got Ronnie's number. I'll hook you up. And I'm like, dude, you cannot find Ronnie. And then we ended up finding Ronnie. Marcel, you are dead to us. For the record, record, I left a message on your Google. Yeah. Our five star hotline. Yeah, five star hotline. We played it. And you played it. We did play it. Yep. Wow. And now you're here. Well, see, I mean, I was just around the corner here grabbing some wieners and that's all. And I heard. Jay selling insurance on the radio, so <laughs> I figure why not something? Yeah, I cannot escape those AIS commercials. They're going to be on for the, till, uh, long after the uh, the cockroaches have uh, killed humanity. Is that what happened? Right. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. last us. Yeah. Uh, anyone in the LA area who is familiar with uh, Jay's uh, AIS commercials, free plug there yesterday. Yeah, AIS, Lightning. Right? Yeah, they would know me as Lightning, no, not Jay. Yeah. So, how, like, Greg called me Jay. I know. We're, we're, Jay. So, we're losing like, your whatever. nickname. We're just listen. <laughs> and by the way, I love my parents, but Jay is such a lame ass name. <laughs> I'd rather Lightning. And I'm not even cool with Lightning. Lightning's Wait, I don't even. No, is it short for anything or is it J? No, J A freaking Y. That's your that's on your it's birth my dad's It's not Jason. Name. It's not Jacob. It's not no Jabubli or yeah, something. Jabubli. It's Jabubli. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, we'll go with that. No, one. I'd go with J too if my name was Jabubli. Jabubli. <laughs> no Jabubli here. Oh. Good times. I didn't know. Is it J A Y? No, is it J with a no. period. It's Jabubli and Holman Show right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? when you call me, a lightning bolt comes up on my phone. Does it really? Yeah, it does. What the hell would you get it? It's in the emojis. 
Oh. Yeah, so it just says lightning bolt oh, calling me. Yeah. 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 So that's cute. You guys finish your own sentences together. That's It is it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our our wives uh, our wives met for the first time recently. Uh, of course, Lightning and I have known each other for I don't know, 20 years, but our wives finally met and uh, they're like yeah, my husband does this too. Oh, yours does? Oh, and so uh, Lightning and I are looking at each other. You know what's weird is that yeah, we're, we're looking at each other and our wives are deciding, do we hate the other <laughs> one ones? more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which one we, do we yeah. dislike? And then they started talking about murder porn. And they're like, oh, do you like Lifetime movies and murder porn? And Lightning, I, uh, I think we walked away and got a beer and yeah. just left them to their own devices. That's smart, smart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. So uh, we, we can't do any double dates or anything because it's just going to get ugly for us. I kind of feel like we should, so we have something to talk about because I think it'd be funny. Uh, well, okay, sure. I, I mean, could, how much do we have to lose? Gluttons for punishment here. Yeah, just yeah, or just gluttons. Yes. <laughs> so Marcel, how do we know you? Like, where does it start? Because Ooh. you, all right. Well, how long have you known Marcel for? Only a couple of years, really. Only yeah, a couple yeah. Of years. I, I'm about. Although we ran, but it was like one degree of separation. Yeah, right. right all right. my friends know Marcel. No, right. Well, yes. everybody knows Marcel. If you're in the automotive industry, especially the the custom truck side, you're probably less than the seven of Kevin Bacon away from Marcel. I've known Marcel from the magazine side for 15, 16, yeah. 17 years, okay. something like that. Right. Back in my even in my Linux corporate days when I worked yeah. at Linux corporate before my yeah. Linux shop over in um in HB uh, in HB yeah right so Linux corporate okay. Now, how did you get into where you were, you were big in the mini truck scene? Is that correct? Because you still drive a lowered freaking truck. That's, not many, though. Man, that's so funny you bring that up because a lot of guys think I'm a mini trucker. So you're not? I'm not. Oh. I was a big Volkswagen guy. You were? Yes. Because I was the poor kid from the Mr. rich neighborhood. Mr. Air-cooled guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, He was the weird kid. No, I was the kid that just, I always wanted, really I wanted the Back to the Future uh, black four-wheel drive. Toyota. I, everybody that, wanted like, yeah, oh, that. that thing was yeah. so lame. I know everybody uh, wanted that. I was like, no, that's it's weak cool. sauce. No, no it's that was cool. My, that was my jam. Really? Yeah. Yep. But I had a Volkswagen, and um, the funny thing, too, was uh, I, I went through about you know 10 or 15 of those, because that's what every Volkswagen guy does, and ended up they break and blow up. You no, know, they get stolen, number one, right, so right. you have you have to replace them, right? And then you you go oval windows and ones with semaphores, and then you got to have like a super beetle just right. because. Got to have a rag top. Yeah, got to have a rag top. Yeah. How many of yours had prelude seats in them? Uh, only one. Okay. <laughs> but I had the prelude front and back seat. Oh, oh yeah. damn. Oh. Uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, on the VW podcast. <laughs> and uh, and those were, you went to the Honda dealership and purchased those at retail, right? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they came right to my house. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, I'm they sure did. they did in the yeah. back of a van. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right, because yes. he had a buddy who found the seats for him. Yes. By the way, I uh, had a friend of the prelude missing some seats back in the day. Did um, you really? I did. I worked at a Honda dealership back then. Oh, okay, got so, it. You know, there must have been so many preludes coming in with no seats. Oh, yeah. Oh, I dude, mean, we used to get them all the time. It was no seats. Yeah. Uh, it was no wheels, because the Honda alloys fit a bunch of different things. Yeah. And so they, you'd come out in the morning. If you were lucky, your Accord, your Prelude, your Civic were on blocks. If you're unlucky, they're on the brake rotors. Yeah. Um, you know where the block is in Orange, the big mall, outdoor mall. Yep. Uh, I had uh, I had a uh, 2000 Civic Si back in the day, oh. and so I had a couple buddies, and we all had our Civic Si's, and we went to go have some some beers at the brewery, mm-hmm. and we were gone for 45 minutes while a van came, uh, jacked up my friend's car, took his wheels, and left it sitting in the parking lot at the mall in broad daylight in a space with no wheels. But wait, unbelievable. Was he in an Astro van trying to sell you speakers too? <laughs> <laughs> Explain why you're here. Why are you worthy of a seat in our studio? 
I'm serious. Because like, I brought Ronnie's Wiener number. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because he brought us Wiener Schnitzel. Because he That's brought us Wiener story. Schnitzel. Yes. But I mean, you are kind of an enigma in the SoCal kind of automotive scene. And you have worked at magazines. You currently run Auto Revolution, right? Your partner in Auto, Auto Revolution. Auto, Auto Online.com. That's correct. And we can see all of your um, your shows on Amazon, correct? Amazon, that's yeah. correct. And yes. if anybody has uh, seen Peaches and Buttercup, this is Marcel from no Peaches and Buttercup. No one's seen Peaches and Buttercup. No, it, I mean, let's that's be honest. Not They're rare, rare sightings. Just small snippets. Pe- Peaches and Buttercup is a, uh, like Facebook, Sasquatch. a Facebook and YouTube like, it left a footprint on the internet, but you can't ever find it. <laughs> right, right. We're elusive. That's yes. right. Yes. It's a ridiculous name for a pretty interesting show shot in a garage in Garden Grove, California. Well, I think that that has a lot to do with kind of the same thing you guys ran into, is that both of our wives, um, my friend Tom, who is uh, Peaches. Yeah, we got to have Tom on, too. It was his dad's birthday, 80th birthday? 80th birthday. Tonight, and they he was uh, presenting him with his dream truck build or something like that? Uh, we, or? Yeah, we re- recently restored his 72 C10. Oh. <sighs> And so uh, awesome. tonight's the night that Terry actually takes the keys. And, uh, and Tom, Tom McWeeny is known in SoCal. He's a uh, pinstriper and a painter um, and uh, amazing one at that. And uh, and we wanted to have him on, but we, we just have Marcel tonight. That's so, it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Okay, I'm... so wait. How, take us back. How did you get into uh, the industry? You know, that's funny. Uh, I was the guy, like I said, I was the, the poor kid in the rich kid's neighborhood that always wanted the cool car. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had to work my way up through Volkswagens and some uh, you know different different things I was working on all the time, and then I got into uh, C10 trucks, and um, I had a '75 short bed Silverado that I was in love with forever, and um, that turned into a red paperclip though, because I ended up trading that for a crew cab dually that um, I got into boat racing of all things. So I did that for uh, quite a long time, and um, and you actually know Mike Finnegan. I do. We go way back. You, me, and Mikey. Yeah, we all and boat racing. Yeah, yeah, we all do. And through the magazine and stuff. So Marcel's yeah. part of that kind of uh, magazine guy circle. And that's where I kind of think I got the mini truck stigma from because a lot of freelancing and stuff. Well, not and only that, you is, missed you missed his air quotes when he had stigma up in here. <laughs> yeah. Stigma. Yes. Um, no, uh, Finnegan actually. Uh, I had a, a Nissan truck that I bought as just a driver years ago, and it got stolen out in front of my house. And it was gone for like eight or nine years. And I got a random phone call one day from a police officer. Are you and, that guy? And he totally said, like, I got this truck and come That's pick hilarious. it up. So, no so way. The, the, the way the law is in California, it's not the same everywhere. Uh, certain states, if your car gets stolen and you get the write-off and uh, and it gets found, you don't get it back or anything. And in Cal- Oh, really? Yeah. In California, um, I think there's something where you might have to repay the insurance company for the payout, but if you're the last registered owner, oh, I didn't have it, insurance it'll come on this thing. Come oh, on. even yeah, yeah, even simpler. <laughs> but they will call back. So there's been a, a million stories: Mustangs, uh, Corvettes, uh, uh, you know, tr- mini trucks. Things that have gotten stolen are found five, ten, twenty years later. They trace it back to the last registered owner. I was reading um, something sir, a while own, ago. Sir, you own one hundred and forty thousand dollars in back taxes. Well, you know what's funny is uh, parking there, tickets. There was a guy. It was either a Mustang or a Corvette that had been gone for like fifteen or twenty years. And it had been a full restoration. And I think they caught it in like a shipping container going overseas. So when they seized it, they found the guy and they're like, here you go. Here's your car. You're the last registered owner. And he got to keep it with all the mods uh, and it was even better than when they I stole recall it. there were a lot of Volkswagens oh, headed for to Japan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A million. Right? Yeah. A lot of Volkswagens yeah. stolen. Why was that? Why were they so hot and why was everyone Cheap, ripping them off back Easy to work on. Easy yeah. to steal. No, 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 no. Why were Volkswagens hot? Why were they being stolen and shipped overseas? Well, I don't know if this uh, episode is really Crime Incorporated uh, approved. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm I mean, curious. I can tell you, allegedly, this is how it was done. But um, yeah, most of the time, you just you would buy a wrecked Volkswagen out of the wrecking yard and switch the identification number over, and off it goes to places unknown. So, 
Interesting. Not that I know about that. Right. No. Not, no, no, no. Why no. would you know? Allegedly. Right? Allegedly. 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 Yes. And so I had a friend. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you get into how'd you get into magazines? You know, the funny thing about that was um, there was a guy named Travis that used to hang around my house mm-hmm. um, a lot. We need to get him a microphone stand that's not connected <laughs> oh, to his hand. I'm, I'm bad. Yeah. I remember when I was set in on the Peaches and Buttercup show and he was just banging the crap <laughs> on the microphone. He just like, he's, he's, he's. I like that. I'm a fidgeter. I, 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 yeah. Here, we'll give hold, you like one of those cable. little. You need the. the yeah. Hand clamps. You need a squeezy ball thing or something. Right, well, I was right. trying to find him something in the studio that didn't make noise that he nothing. could squeeze. How about this X-Acto blade or something? No, no, no. Don't bleed in our studio. It's bad enough without ants and, uh... ants and dead hot dogs. Or right, you know, right. So we talked about Travis before yeah. on the show. Travis Nowak. Travis, uh, you know, he lived down the street from me, and I had sold my Linex shop. And um, Travis, kind of. By the way, one of the worst days of my life. Why is that? Because you don't you didn't know a Linux guy anymore. N- well, that number one, yes, but number two was Marcel's Linux shop was literally a few miles from my house, and that was the place to go hang out. And it, so, if I need to wrench, and I and I didn't have the tool in my garage, he had every tool. If I needed to paint something, Linux something, if we wanted to just hang out, everybody was always there. We painted SEMA cars before they went on the trailer. Cars that went in the trailer freaking wet that were being pinstriped on the way to Vegas in the back of a trailer. I mean, there was always something. And so the day he said, hey, I'm, I'm selling my business, it was like, uh, what? Very sad for me. I'm curious about Linux for a second because were you an early adopter of Linux? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually one of the original six or seven guys that really started the brand. Um, I was actually hired by Kevin Crake, who uh, was one of the very first guys that got involved with Linux. And, um, you know, I, my... Stint was from 1998 to I think 2003 at, at corporate Linex, where we took that place from a small five-person outlet into over 600 franchisees worldwide. Where was it based originally? Right around the corner here from Santa Ana. Yeah, oh, right up on Grand. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. right around the corner. The office is that weird. Uh, was it like the stucco two or three-story beige? No, that was actually one of our um, franchisees that oh, bought okay. that. Okay. But right around the corner on a place called Garnsey is uh, where we were located at, which was another. Hangout. I mean, uh, I remember your old lowered uh, crew cab Silverado, right? And then you'd have to go pick up the uh, fifty-five gallon drums of Linex material. Oh yeah, and you'd have it strapped in the back. And I think one of them went through your w- rear window once. Yeah, right? I had a strap break, <laughs> and the drum went through my window. Oh no! Yes, um, that was not very fun. So I'm sure it didn't spill out, but it blew my window out yeah. and, and uh, screwed up my truck pretty good. Didn't hurt the bed though. Ah, <laughs> ah. There. So, so now because wait. of Marcel is when I realized. So I, you know, people would ask back. So now every truck now you get from the factory Nissan sprayed from the factory. They were the first ones. Most of them are options, but a lot of other what, manufacturers. Nissan have was it. the first one. Yeah, yeah. They were wow. the first they, one they to they do a standard. Us. They approached us actually early yep. in the day, back in the day. Uh, 04 Titan, I believe, yeah. was the first truck. Uh, 04 or 05, where you could get that from the the first to get it from the factory. And I remember, I love how they're. I love how Nissan is so scrappy. They're just like, yeah. I love that. Let's do Let's it. Let's do like, it. Sure. Boom. Well, they're sort of they're sort of small and fast moving, and they can do that, right? And and people realize all the innovations that happen on the first Titan truck that everybody has now. The embed storage, if you remember the compartment behind the rear axle, um, the trailer tow mirrors with the with the convex and concave mirrors on there, the uh, utility track tie downs, the first to have a spray and bed liner. I mean, on and on and. You know, I was one of those people, I was at the magazine, and I was trying to understand, well, why would I want my bed line to have these great drop-in? And, and you know, 
at the time, Linex was being used at U.S. embassies for bomb blast mitigation. And Linex is actually has a t- uh, higher tensile strength than steel. So in order to dent your bed, you'd have to dent the Linex if it was, if it was uh, covered. Okay. And so those are some of the things that, you know, construction guys and fleet guys. And then it became a thing for grandpa and, and the r- average consumer to throw is in Is that there. really how it was launched as a, um, a, a kind of a government defense mechanism? No. Like, no, no. no. sort of found it. The, the, the hilarious thing was is that the Burton family are, are actually the, uh, the founders of Linex. And uh, Claudio Burton is one of their sons, and he's a race car guy. And okay. he's a uh, no he's, relation to Burton Snowboards. No, that, no, that no, Burton. no. Okay. They're spelled spelled a little differently. Okay. So uh, what happened was his his dad actually wanted Claudio to do something. So he said, "Here, I'm going to give you a couple of formulations that you can play around with." And Linux, um, the original formulation was used on coating the Alaskan pipeline, the the actual expanding foam that insulates the oh, pipes. Oh, no kidding! And this stuff, uh, what happens if you're if you're going to go subterranean with it? Shovels or, or rocks, they would uh, pick away at the, the foam that would insulate it, so they needed a hard coat to go over that foam. Oh, he's actually putting your microphone on a on piece foam. of foam. On <laughs> foam. Wow. It's going to tip over. But I can hold it now, and it won't, yeah, it won't, it won't make noise. Okay, there you go. He just took a piece of foam off our wall that's sounding <laughs> yes. material and put I it under I can, I can put it Mar- back. Marcel's uh, microphone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I dig this, though. It's It's got a good look. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, if you're padded room. and Because and, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are insane. And so where was Rhino Linings at, at the time of, of the, the inception Rhino, of Rhino, Vortex, there's a bunch of them that sort of uh, came yeah, out. Yeah, but really Rhino and Linex were the two f- yeah. the first two guys that really came out. And uh, Russell Lewis was the um, original owner of, of Rhino Linings, and he was in South Africa uh, working in mines. And he noticed that a lot of these uh, urethane coatings were ending up on their equipment. So he got the idea to, hey, uh, let's put this in the back of you know the utes, as they call them. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually came over to the United States and spoke with the Burtons. And they, um, they made some formulations for him, but it wasn't exactly what formulation that he really looked at. But the Burton brothers, they looked at it as light bulb went off. They had a better formulation. They had, knew more about the equipment. So Rhino Linings went one way. They went low-pressure system. Linex went the other way, high-pressure system, which was much stronger and easier to apply, looked better. Now, I don't understand the difference. I mean, I, I understand the words high-pressure, low-pressure, but how does that relate to the chemicals? So basically it comes down to tensile strength. And, and also, it gets a little technical here, but what we used to do is, to show people the difference, we would take a piece of rhino lining and a piece of Linex, and we'd rub the two of them together, and the Linex would literally shred the rhino. Really? Yes. Yeah, you it would do, make like little dust balls with yeah. it, is you. Yeah. So later on, though, rhino lining ended up adopting Linex's formulation, and or, or similar to it. Sure. Do they, they, do they license it, or are they just straight ripped it because they're in another country? No, like, how did that work? No, they, they This actually, is big, by this time, it's big, big money. Oh, it's big money then. Yeah. Right. This was even after, I mean, shoot, Rhino went probably high pressure in 2005. So for the first almost 10, 15 years of Rhino lining, it was all low pressure systems. So Linex really kind of jumped out in front of everybody. And that's why we had Nissan approach us. We had yeah. Ford approach us. We had a lot of other people approach us because we just had the nicer looking and stronger material compared to Rhino. And it stayed glossier longer, correct? Uh, yeah. Well, you guys added uh, UV yeah, inhibitors a, later on. Oh, we did all yeah. kinds of stuff, yeah. though. I mean, we were putting. Paint codes, you know, doing custom colors, custom uh, yeah. UV protection way before anybody else was. But that's because we were truck guys. We looked at this as going like, I mean, our ultimate thing was to have a clear bed liner to actually like, why do I need to spray it black if I have a you know, red truck? Although I, I still to this day have not seen a clear. Is no. there a clear? No, there's not a clear. No, no urethane's, got, urethane's funny in its natural state. Uh, UV, you know, the, the sun's rays will, will yellow it no matter what. 
So like if you look yeah. at a Super Ball and they're always kind of like a real orange or yellowish color. Yeah, you talking about the, ball, the, the balls the ball that you throw at the ground? They, they yeah. never stop, right? Right. Um, you know, or or even Biggern's, uh, uh, you know, his um, bowling ball from Kingpin. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, right. It's not. I mean, you can see the rows, but you don't see it very clear because the urethane itself is it's, it's going to naturally yellow. Yeah. So. And so, at one point, this business that you have in uh, in what city was it? Huntington Beach. Huntington, Huntington Beach. Beach. And so it's it's doing well, and you decide to jump ship. What happened? Ah, come on. <laughs> um, it was well. We should rewind. I worked at Linux Corporate for many years, and then decided to open my own franchise in ah, Huntington Beach. Okay. So we went ahead with that, and, and so in hindsight, not good idea or bad idea. You know, what? I uh, would say. Well, don't, why are you answering for him? <laughs> Because I, I I think I have a unique perspective. Not I, obviously it was Marcel's business, but I think the period of time that Marcel owned that shop, he got so much magazine exposure. All the magazine guys came there. It was always an open shop for any of us. So regardless of whether it ultimately ended up being the best business decision in terms of uh, money and stuff, I think it was a hu- huge business decision in terms of um, relationships and networking and, and knowing people and getting into the scene even deeper because – Everybody knew, hey, go to Marcel's shop, or hey, Marcel has what you need, or or and, and the thing about Marcel is, he's like a drug pusher. No, he, no, like, no, he's like know? the gateway. Seriously, he's the gateway <laughs> he's, guy, right? Like, he knows drug. everybody. Yeah, everybody. You want to be like me? Come to my seminar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Sean just told my life. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, it was a bit of a clubhouse, but we got a lot of stuff done. I mean, I was also spraying things for the military there. We uh, were doing. Uh, parking we meters, parking meters for <laughs> Huntington Beach, which make, they make a killing over there. Yep. But uh, yeah, we did. We up armored Humvees um, against small arms fire. Uh, we were working with the Pentagon crew still on that deal because we actually did spray the Pentagon. Um, you sprayed the Pentagon? Yeah. You mean yeah. like the walls? What part of the Pentagon? The whole thing. They just had a big giant. Um, I mean, was urethane it, airship overhead? And they I just, wish it was like that. <laughs> it would be so much easier. Anyway. Stucco color or what? <laughs> no. So. Uh, after obviously 9/11, we were called in to to look at what we could do to help armor the building, and um, you know we came up with this idea to actually pull down all the the interior drywall back down to the bricks and to spray over those, uh, just in case anybody else thought it'd be a good idea to um, you know to light off a bomb. So. But, but uh, I don't think of Linex as being it, how thick is it? It's an eighth of an inch thick. It's like how well it depends what's that how you spray do? it. Yeah, it depends on how, what you spray it, and also too the the formulation that's on the Pentagon is not exactly the truck bed stuff. It is oh. kind of the truck bed stuff on steroids. But um, we ended up spraying that on there about three sixteenths of an inch thick, and uh, yeah, it could take up to well, I, I'm actually not classified yeah, to yeah, say, say what it, it is. It is. Right. <laughs> but um, small arms fire, no problem. Well, even a bomb blast stuff. But uh, there's a few guys at the Army Corps that we would kind of look at and shake our heads when they're like, "Okay, so the next time this happens, we're like, next time, like, our, 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 what's that anti-aircraft <laughs> right. gun out in the yeah. parking lot? Doesn't that yeah. take care of the next time? <laughs> yeah, right. It's so. not if, it's when for those guys. Right. Well, yeah. Well, the problem is you, you still have little pieces sp- uh, spraying down if you uh, <laughs> shoot the big one coming in. So yeah, totally. Well, so that's interesting. And so you, it, this becomes a uh, like you said a gateway into into knowing all these guys in the industry. Right. And you're like, you know what? It, the the daily grind of a retail shop is killing you. Well, really, it was the daily grind of 2008. Yeah. When just oh, the, the, the world dropped out. Yeah. And even though it was a great place, we were doing a lot of great stuff and, and, and tons of people were coming through with media and, and we had a lot of press going on. The problem we had was is just the day-to-day operations and it really wasn't going anywhere. So I was lucky enough to jump out. I, I actually sold the business in June, so I wasn't completely 
uh, hit hard, but the guy I sold it to, he got hit hard, and obviously a lot of people did. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a scramble for me to say, like, what's my next job? And I, as I mentioned, you know, Travis worked down the, or lived down the street, and he just said, hey, you've got a camera, and can you write in a complete sentence? Here, go yeah. do magazine stuff. So It happened overnight. You were working at a magazine. Yeah. Yeah, and then you had uh, you had your uh, Fender Media Company too, right? We did, yeah. Finnegan and I we started um, a place called uh, Fender Media, and it was kind of out of again so that, necessity. That, so that's Finnegan before he was Finnegan that everybody knows. Yeah, that's right. Finnegan, uh, post magazine guy, but pre famous magazine and video guy. Right. Sort of in the 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 in between Tra- stage transitional period. Yeah, yeah. And it was called Fender because you guys were on a street in is it Anaheim or Fullerton? Fullerton. Fullerton. That was called Fender. It's where the old Fender Guitar Factory was. Actually, Leo Fender himself, he uh, when he sold the company Fender Guitars, he developed uh, an industrial park, and it's on Fender Avenue. Pretty Got cool. It. So there's what a lot were, of guys what, up and down the street. What were you guys doing? Did you have any? Uh, you have any dirt on Mr. Mike Finnegan? No, Finnegan is exactly. <laughs> he, he laughs. Yeah. He, look at his look at it. the corner of his mouth went up on the right. Oh, They've known no, each other no, for no. years. Come on, he's got dirt it's, on no, my face. No, it's the same thing. It. If somebody asked me if I had dirt on you, I'd have the same right. look on my face. Right, right. No. I don't want you to tell us, you know, something that could get him in trouble. I just you've got any. You've Finnegan got some sto- fun not stories. Dirt. Finnegan stories. Finnegan stories. Right. Well, I mean, honestly, we kind of our little show we tried to start was kind of a precursor to, to roadkill we um oh really his his wife jessa um inherited a, an el camino that i'm sure everybody listening knows what it is obviously if you guys watch youtube or any of finnegan stuff he actually yeah. restored it uh for his wife recently yep but even on roadkill they uh they did a couple things like they drove to summit's parking lot and they changed yeah. the motor in the parking yeah. lot um him and Freiburger, that was that was a good time um and finnegan's been that guy forever he's been jerry rig totally get it done yeah you know so everything that you see on there is completely true but Finnegan's also a funny guy, too, because he's a guy that, you know, when you're walking into a restaurant, he's going to have the worst thing to eat. It's going to be, <laughs> can I have the, the sampler, please, for myself? You know, can you I mean, have, Oh, just because everything deep fried? What do you mean? Just anything deep yeah. fried. Okay. And anything like, you know, uh, can I have a hamburger? But and, the dude is thin. Like, how does Right? That, what? That's I, not, I, it, so it not deep that That's all genes right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so you guys try to start this show and what happens? Well, my dad passed away. And some things just happened. I, I had to go up and, and take care of his stuff because he was a car guy as well. And I had to put his car away and gather all his tools up. And um, when that was going down, Finnegan actually got a call from Hot Rod to, uh, as an editor. And, uh, if and any- this goes back, for those of you who are listening, remember, I believe it's the second, it might be the first, David Freiberger interview where he talks about Finnegan coming back to the magazine and talks about how Finnegan sort of, he hired him back, didn't really have a home, and then all of a sudden the roadkill stuff hit and it was it was sort of like a a, a, a um, I guess like a, a marriage of him coming back to the brand but he was trying to figure out where his place was and so that was in this time period so if you go back to our previous episodes with uh, Finnegan and Freiberger you can hear the other side of the story from from their end actually the guy that uh, edited our video they really were breaking ground back then and they just were trying ideas and that's kind of how all that stuff started for them at the same time, for me, I was doing a ton of freelance work. I was building a lot of different vehicles for, for different companies, doing a lot of SEMA work. And, and I kind of find, found my niche as well. So Mike went that way. I went this way. It's good to see him now where he's at and what he's doing. But um, we've also done the same thing, too, with actually a, another former magazine editor, my partner, Jason Mulligan. You know, we, we started Auto Revolution a couple years ago uh, just because we saw the same thing that was going on with print that just – Print was really going downhill, and it was really difficult to distribute magazines. And there were still people that were thirsty for for information and content, but it was just harder to get it to them. Yeah. So 
we went the the streaming media way and Amazon was something that we never really thought about. And we went to a conference in Las Vegas and actually talked to an Amazon rep, which now doesn't exist, by the way. And uh, this guy the goes- con- The conference or the Amazon rep? No, the Amazon rep. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's gone. Okay. So we, we talked to this guy- The and position he, or the guy? Both. <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up, uh, they said, yeah, we don't have any car content. Why don't you guys get on? So we were their first car content. And oh, no kidding. Now it's, you know, we're up to about 50,000 minutes a day downloaded. And Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's Isn't wild. that the length of our last podcast? 50,000 minutes? 50, right? Minutes. It feels like the length of this freaking show right here. <laughs> Marcel, what, um, what is the, the, the through line of all of the Auto Revolution shows? Is there one or is it just whatever is, we, yeah, we catches have, your fancy? No, no. We have three uh, shows that we actually do um, – episodes on. One of them's called Roadside, and Roadside's more of your kind of a destination show, if, whether if we're following a builder that's building a vehicle that goes to a certain event, or if it's just us traveling to somebody's place to build a vehicle. Um, that's what really that show's about. Uh, the other one's called uh, Behind the Wheel with the Auto Revolution, which Behind the Wheel is more of a, um, it, it is actually the story. I mean, I don't want to rip off VH1 at all, but it's kind of behind the music of cars. So um, we've had a, many different guests. Actually, even last night, uh, I was at the Palm Springs International Film Festival filming the chef that was preparing all the meals, which it ends up this chef is a Mopar freak and builds these like insane like Daytonas and Roadrunners and all these like super award-winning cars and sells them for hundreds of thousands of dollars, but he's a chef. We always wonder how these guys have big homes, amazing car collections, and you go, what do they they do? They all have a side hustle. I was at at an event in Palos Verdes Peninsula over New Year's. Okay. And I was at the Terranea Resort, which is huge dollars, big golf course, right next to the Trump golf course over there. It's just absolutely gorgeous, big, big money. All the hills there are lined with, I think the entry-level house is probably $4 million. Yeah, Easily. An entry-level house over there yeah. on the cliff. Yeah. And, you, and I'm driving away the next morning. It was a great event, and it's just, it was a gorgeous morning. And to my right's the ocean, and to my left are these just insane homes. Right. Right? They make, like, Beverly Hills homes look like chump change. And they're right on the cliff. And you think, what the F do these people do to make the money? And so often, they're like... A sh- like a crazy chef that owns a restaurant or they do like this guy probably doesn't just do catering he's got you know a crew that does like 20 events simultaneously big money oh and yeah thing, oh yeah right? yeah i mean this this event that we were at uh, last night was 2500 plates okay that uh that he put, uh, put out and what i was really in- impressed by was everybody got a warm meal that to me was like yeah, right? how do you start in the front and you know you're you're diving out all these dishes and the guy in the back's probably thinking like oh, I'm going to get cold food. Catering yeah. is an art. So is, I, you know I've gone so to hard. I've gone to Coachella for all of them. I've been to every yeah. single Coachella. And the the organization because they started very small right. concert way back in the day it was it wasn't what we see today. Exactly. But they have grown and it's an it's an absolute art to feeding all of the 1,100 employees just in this one little area that they have. I the think employees, the not even just, like, yeah. 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 I mean. And that was the other wild thing was, I mean, there was everybody there last night from, I mean, Bradley Cooper was there, uh, uh, Christian uh, Slater was there, um, you know, Melissa McCarthy. Christian it, Slater's still alive? You know, it was, okay, funny story about that. <laughs> funny story about that. I'm outside by the- uh, by the Christian the, Slater, for those who don't know, is an actor. Uh, yes. 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 But I'm out by the step and Big repeat lines. Big in the lines. 80s. Our generation. Look them up. Right. <laughs> I, I looked at the, I was by the step and repeat crowd, and they're all yelling, Christian, Christian. And Christian Slater gets out, and I hear this older guy behind me, and I knew it was older just because the way of his voice, and he goes, wow, Christian Bale lost a lot of weight. 
<laughs> and I kind of looked at him like, he's not even the same body <laughs> type. Yeah. Unlike, unlike me walking around at SEMA with uh, Marcel where people are going, Robbie, Robbie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Robbie, what? Robbie Gordon. Look oh, at him. Oh, thought you were Oh, you do look <laughs> like Robbie Gordon a little I, I, bit. Yeah. I get that every once in a while. It's funny. Which which is I mean, sure. A fine. lot of people buy me drinks at SEMA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, they say I'm a great driver. <laughs> uh, but I don't I never correct them. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it works out well. <laughs> so this caterer, he has what and what did you cover? What was the show about? No, so he builds classic Mopars. So this guy will build like a By the way, becoming super expensive now. Oh, in, insane. Blowing you know? up. I, I was at the guy's shop out there and he had six 440 engines completely built on the floor. Oh, my gosh. And four uh, uh, Hemis. Two of them were wedge Hemis. Yep. And I, I took a picture just to look at it, and I was like, wow, that's a million bucks. Yeah, easy. And it's sure not, And he has the cars to match them. Well, so, then that's, that's even more money there. Right. The Mopar stuff has exploded. Now that the, uh, the Mustangs and Camaros are gone, everybody's going after the Mopar cars. And similar to we've talked about the show with the with the C10 short beds and now you're left with F100 short beds getting expensive and you have C10 long beds and F100 long beds now it's the Dodge D100 stuff is starting Absolutely. to find its own its own toehold in the uh, in the classic truck market right and that guy didn't you know he he had two of them as well yeah yeah cuz he talked a lot about trucks and he walked outside and we were looking at, at his any A100s no, no. <laughs> those not, things yeah. are starting. Those to, things are really yeah. sought after. I saw so. one online painted like the Scooby Doo uh, mystery machine. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like, That's so rad. Perfect. <laughs> and so, do you do much truck coverage? We do a lot of truck coverage. Boy, if you had to, if I had a scorecard, I'd say probably seventy-five percent of our stuff is probably truck coverage. Oh, is it really? So, um, but we didn't. You know, again, it's auto revolution. So we do everything. Everything that we can. You know. Do you have a favorite show? My favorite show. Wow. Um, I. <laughs> Do like to do the behind the wheels because you really do get the story about somebody and what I they're mean, doing. I mean, an episode, an episode. Oh, an episode! Wow. Uh, well, let's see. Um, let's go back to Tom uh, and I, where we uh, we built his dad's truck, and that was called uh, Lost Weekends. We did a whole thing about taking an it's a great old... title, by the way. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. Time suck, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, no, we, we took an, an old beat up truck that uh, was actually it was on the cover of uh, Classic Trucks magazine. Okay, it was actually in Trucking Magazine. I know Jeremy Cook was the guy that uh, shot that okay. and wrote the story. Yep. And uh, it was a 20-year-old truck that just was screaming 90s. Yeah. Tribal flames, airbags. Oh, yes. Was that the red one? It was orange and white. Okay. But okay. it was like pearl white yeah, with, yeah. you know. Tangelo, Tangelo or something, right? Yeah. Because back, <laughs> back then, Tangelo, everybody was Tangelo. Right, right. You couldn't you couldn't go to a truck show and not see Tangelo everywhere. Right. Like, I, I don't know well, how that color. How do you describe Tangelo? Uh, it's like a metallic orange with some pearl in it. So at certain points, it looks goldish. It looks yellow. It looks kind of like a dark, rusty hue in certain lights. It was a really cool color. Sounds like something Santini would have painted back uh, in absolutely. the day. Oh, totally. Absolutely. But what's funny is it's like... Stealth wheels. Remember the old five-spoke that every right. single truck had stealth wheels? Those things kind of burned out. Tangelo never burned out. It's no. like people just kept, Tangelo, Tangelo me some more. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? Well, and that's even, too, when we chose to repaint the truck, we knew that Terry was so attached to that orange color. Yeah. That's why we went ahead and painted it orange with a cream top. Yeah. Just to kind of update it. Yeah, made it a creamsicle and made yeah. it a classic look. Because seeing Terry driving down the road, like I said, he just turned 80 today. Yeah. Right? So seeing this old guy driving around this Big truck with- smile. Tri- well, yeah, but tribal flames and everything, you're just like, dude, who's the What's old the mini story? trucker guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did something a little bit more classy, and, and sure enough, like you said, smile from ear to ear. Yeah. Like the guy, we've it's been to a couple cruise nights, and it's one first place, right? So we've nicknamed it the Cruise Night Killer. Nice. Oh, nice. And to see Terry himself, when he's taking that trophy, I mean, you see like a, a 20-year-old kid yeah. getting his trophy. And, and it's such, it, it's so rewarding for me to go through all of the times like sanding it and going like what am i doing this for i mean yeah. the guy's not even my dad yeah but 
we did a great thing. He loves it. And today's the day that he actually is taking the keys and driving it forever. So. Do you think that when all the times you helped me with my F100? Why am I doing this? Not yeah. even my truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar- right. Marcel was in my driveway several times. I think you uh, helped me strip out the interior. I, I think that happened. Yeah. yeah. After I decided it was time to uh, start the process of uh, not driving it for four years. But I think Marcel's the kind of guy that's in a lot of different guys' garages helping on yeah, a lot of abs- different projects. Absolutely. Well, I am a legend in my own mind. So, <laughs> so if our fans want to uh, see this Auto Revolution episode, when will it air? It's Talk- actually aired. That one's on oh, Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can just uh, jump on Amazon. Either look up. Uh, Do you need to be a Prime member or no? No. Uh, if you're a Prime member, you don't you don't get any uh, interruptions. Okay. So, but if you're not a Prime member, it's free. Uh, you can watch it with obviously interruptions, but um, it's great fun. Uh, you can see what we like to do and mess around with. And the average episode is how long? Forty five minutes. Usually about forty five minutes. Okay. Yeah. And is it is it fairly reality based? Does it feel unedited, or you guys wham, you go haul ass through it? it? No, it's. To- I mean, we might come up with a dumb idea like, hey, let's you know look at let's go jump off of a sand dune or something like that like we did in the episode but mo- it is 100% just Tom and I messing around building cars one of the things that we haven't really delved into is your old C10 Foxy right which is one of my favorite builds of all time although I, I know this is several several years ago but I love that truck it was one of the uh, the first C10s that I really kind of got to I don't know be up close in and, and see and kind of get the vision of what a custom C10 was and I mean, you've had it that long, you know. Right. This is this is like me get first getting into being into classic trucks, and I I still remember when the hood flew up on the autocross. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, what, what happened? It was all beautiful and painted and Actually, ready to go. That was on the way. The hood flew up on the way to the photo shoot. Oh, that's so right. that's well, how right. does that happen? Oh. I, I I like to do things that are new, but I like to also keep things looking like I, I'm not the guy that looks like. I don't want to put a, a fake set of boobs on a grandma, right? <laughs> okay. So the Which idea- I, Man, you know what's crazy? At the New Year's Eve party that I was talking <laughs> right? about, dude, there was this woman that easy. had to be- Would you say easy? Easy. I'm just saying. There was a woman that had to be 70. Uh-huh. Sure. And some would just put a, a pair of pomegranates on the front of her. You know what I mean? Right, and right. And just like- what is it? Just kind of made you think your, at that age that they like they like you, like they your, like you looking at them like that. I didn't look. at You just couldn't like not see it. You know what I mean? Because it's a kind of a car crash it's at like that a, point. You're like, it's, yeah, it's a body bag in the middle yeah. of the freeway. You're like, oh, I right. don't want to see that, but I have to <laughs> right, look. Right. <laughs> it's just like, and she was just loving the eyeballs, and you think you're seventy. Yes. So, so speaking of 70s, what year is uh, Foxy? <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, it was it was done, painted the best that they ever are because yeah. right before you always well, shoot them for a magazine, and you, the best you they had are. done it a couple times, and that last time was like you were stoked on it. There was no yeah. orange peel. The clear coat was beautiful. It was color sanded. Yes. to to the to the the the, the tees. I right. mean, it was everything that you wanted. It was beautiful. The thing looked like it was liquid. Yes. And then the hood flew off. Yeah, so I was driving down the freeway. We were going to, uh, Kevin Aguilar shot it, and we were going to shoot it at the Big A, uh, Anaheim Stadium. And I had put on these really fancy-looking hood pins to keep the hood down. And the guy had told me when I got these hood pins, he goes, don't worry about your stock stuff. Just run the hood pins. You're going to be just fine. So I did what he said, and sure enough, driving down the freeway, when you hit 60 miles an hour, they failed. Yeah. And it just hood flew up. Well, how did they fail? Like where the pins went through, the pins broke nah. or like the it, they were they were they were bougie. And <laughs> they were like this billet like thing a bill, that you yeah. push the the button that releases it underneath and it was just So too the much. Ca- the catch on it basically when you push it sort of released and then locked in. 
the airflow coming under the hood lifted it past the like I guess the relief, right? Right. And then just that was it. Ouch. Yeah. So uh, we. On, sh- how fast were you going again? Sixty. Scary as. So we the hood flew up and uh, I I still drove it down to uh, Anaheim Stadium and. So Kevin, wait, those rear three quarter shots were awesome. Yeah, they were. Describe for me that moment when that happened. So you're you're going down the street, you're going down the highway, and that thing flips up out of nowhere. Did you see it start no, flapping? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it had to have scared the absolute daylights out of you. Is this a family show? It scared the <laughs> out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so Did it break uh, the windshield? It didn't break the windshield. Yeah. Um Did it dent behind it, uh, it dented the roof right in the center because the crown of the hood yeah. actually hit and that's what stopped it from breaking the windshield. Uh it, but it folded up the cowl, it folded the, the hood, everything pretty good. But the funny thing was, and again, too, here we go with, with no funny photo parts. Mag- there's no funny parts in this oh, story. Oh, there, there's, <laughs> boy, there's plenty of them. We went ahead and shot the truck, but the way we shot it was just away from the hood. Yeah. So a little bit of photo ma- magic, and it looked real good. Yeah, the photo shoot was awesome, but I remember uh, seeing that truck for the first time. I'm like, why do you have a black hood yeah. on Foxy? Yeah. What the F happened? Well, and, and even, too, uh, for the for the cover shoot, if you look at the cover, uh, there's no hood on it. Yeah. Now, a lot of people think, oh, that happened after. Yeah. Actually, it didn't. That was the day before that we shot it, then we put the hood back on, and then it flipped up. Uh. So I was even more bummed out that I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Now I got to take the hood back off to finish it yeah. or to fix it. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, that was one one accident on that truck. The next one was, uh, of course, I took it out racing because yeah. who doesn't take a 600 horsepower? And you had put like 335 Falcons on it at all four corners. Some all, ridiculously wide. Yeah, yeah. running uh, a 315 at 315, all, four, yeah. all four corners. I remember when you came to the to. I think it was like a truck and throwdown or something like that. You right. showed up one day, and I'm like. Holy crap, that's a lot of uh, rubber under there. Well, I can't afford a Camaro, so yeah. why not build a truck, right? <laughs> it looked badass too, man. And what so... happened? So I, I was at a local track that's actually not really built for, for cars. It's actually a go-kart track, but it's wide enough to get one car on there. <laughs> so, of course you're at a go-kart track. <laughs> right? Because everyone Cause takes their that's what awesome they do. truck to a go-kart track. <laughs> yeah, I would. Well, in California. So, <laughs> um, I, and, and I had a fairly good night, not the best of night, but um, the, the truck was running a little bit loose, but I was having good fun in it. And uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Brett Oak, said, hey, 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 take me for a ride. Oh, <laughs> Brett. It's Brett's fault. <laughs> so uh, we got in the truck and uh, I, I I didn't compensate for, for NFL sized <laughs> Brett to get in my truck and the, and the weight that gained uh, to it. NFL size or WWF size? No, no, no. Definitely NFL size. Okay. NFL size. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I came around a corner and I got a little bit loose and uh, I, I corrected it. The only problem is I corrected it and ran out of real estate. On the other side. So I, 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 I bought the fence is what happened. Ugh. Ouch. So that was the next accident and at that time I was ready just to Pretty much like a piece of paper, crumble it up and throw it away. Yeah. So luckily enough, uh, Sean Gibson had uh, gave me some help on the truck, and he said, "Hey, bring it by the shop. Let me look of at Gibson it." Gibson exhaust. Gibson exhaust. And he ended up. Who, which, by the way, is a is a listener of the podcast. Hi, Sean. What's I, up? Hey, Sean. Hey, hey Sean. when are you coming on? We've only been talking about it for like and nine hey, months. Hey, 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 mother effer. How about sponsoring this damn show? <laughs> there Come you on, go. Sean. He was going to at one point. We got to find out. All right, we're calling out Sean Gibson. Wait, did we piss him off? I don't know. We should see if he wants to come on, and then we can sweet talk him. Okay, yeah. You okay. know what? I know a guy. <laughs> Do you know a guy? <laughs> well, no, we, we all, I think we all know Sean. <laughs> yeah. I know. Who doesn't know Sean Gibson? <laughs> He's a rad dude. Yeah. Right. So he took the truck out on the uh, on the power tour and uh, like on tour for like a year. Um, went to different, went to Woodward Dream Cruise, went to all these different places and put it on display. And, and, and the reason why he did that was so many people would go like, that's a beautiful truck. What happened to it? Oh, interesting. 
And so sure enough, uh, he got a lot of play out of that. But um, the, the bone I have to pick with him, because, I mean, we yeah. might as well bring up old Yeah, right? absolutely. All right. So he, of course, was part of the world's largest burnout contest, uh-huh. right? And uh, what, what, Give me the backstory. So Hot Rod Magazine does their power tour every year. Okay. And they decided one year that they were going to do the, the most burnouts at one point or at one place. Yeah. So they called up Guinness and they actually... Went to this racetrack on the power tour. So it's the most vehicles doing burnout simultaneously? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I guess there's a an Australian version of that, and uh, they of wanted to break there is. that. Because <laughs> Aussies do everything. Aussies are awesome. Australia. Yeah, yeah, everything's cool in Australia. So uh, they ended up doing that, and Sean, of course, got in that contest. And because it's not his truck, <laughs> why not fry those tires? <laughs> so uh, when it came back, he goes, hey, everything cool? I said, yeah, but I could use a new set of tires. He goes, oh, no problem, man. I'll, I'll get you that money. Still, no, never happened. Still, still waiting. Still waiting on that money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's hearing this right now, driving to work. Going, oh, are you? Are you? Sucks. Are you feeling me, Sean? Yeah, he, <laughs> he's driving his uh, his Silverado that we just built for uh, week to uh, week to Wicked for trucking. Ah. Uh, and he is sitting there going, "Hmm, this is pretty nice interior. I guess I owe uh, Marcel right? some." Uh... <laughs> right. Okay. It's all right. Sean's a good guy. Sean's a good guy. So so anyway, when that came back, um, I decided that uh, that that Foxy had kind of had enough. I, I, and I don't think we ever said what year and what Foxy is. Well, it's it's kind of a it's a Johnny Cash special yeah. because it's it's actually a '71. Yep. With a '68 front end on it, and it was a long bed that I made a short, short bed. Short bed, yeah. Okay. Um, back then, I was working with uh, Rob McGregor at No Limit Engineering, yep. and we decided the same thing. Hey, there's a ton of these long beds out there. Who? Why can't we convert them over to a you, short bed? You guys were sort of. On the leading edge of converting long beds to short beds, and now that happens every day. Oh, now yeah, there's there's a ton of kits out okay. now. Now why, you, why get why were you converting? Well, because short beds were so sought after. Expensive. I mean, they, they were uh, they were limited numbers. Because if you think back in the day in the '70s and the '60s, most guys had like cab over uh, campers on trucks, or they were construction vehicles. Yep. So guys wanted to put a full sheet of plywood in there and shut the tailgate. The short beds were special vehicles. Like if um, the Forest Service needed a vehicle, or if like a refinery, or or if any of those places that was really kind of large but had small areas, they would give those guys short beds. They would they would sell the short beds to those. So definitely, the hot rod guys got a hold of the short beds. That was the big deal. Yeah. And there were so few of them that they, you could ask any price. Even back then, this is yeah. this is before. I mean, I it, I don't know what it's like in the rest of the country right now, but if you were to look up a running driving. Uh, but rusty mm-hmm. and not nice at all, um, you know, C10, 67 to 72, running, short bed, probably 12 grand. Oh, easily. Really? You know, 12 yeah. to 15. What's the length of the short box? Six foot. It is six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then the longs are eight, I think, right? They're eight unless you get a Longhorn Special, which oh. is a, or a Sierra Grande for the GMC guys. Those are 10 foot. I don't ten, think I've ever seen a 10 foot bed. Excuse me, what? 10 yeah. foot? A long, long bed. The long, long bed. Yeah. It's like the long, long trailer. But that was for, that was, those were the camper specials. That was yeah. like the old Lance campers yep. that, you know, you want motorcycle riding with. And, you know, your buddy's dad had a cab over style yep. deal that you rode in the top. Yep. Right. And yep. So you Love had to look those. out the front. Yeah. Oh, right? Those are great. Yeah. So it was good times. But, um, so we, we saw that. We saw that, look, here's these expensive trucks that everybody desires. But the only difference is, is cutting the frame down. And companies like, you know, at that time, where I got all the sheet metal from was from Classic Industries. Yeah. They sell complete, you can buy a complete bed. Bedside, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh, Bedsides, the floor, the inner wheel wells, the tailgate. So we said, well, you know, they make back half kits for Chevelles and different muscle cars. Why can't we make a back half kit for a C10 truck? And that started that trend. And, um, you know, a lot of people got into it. A lot of other companies adopted their version of it. Also, too, it, it inspired a lot of other companies, the guys that, that wanted to airbag stuff to say, hey, I could cut a frame in half, 
build a back half that yeah. is a bolt together. That's notched and everything. That's already notched yeah. and ready to, to go yep. and, and go that route. So I'm stoked that everybody took it that way. Yeah. I mean, I if I could take credit for it, I'd really just want a dollar for everyone sold, right? You'd, but, be, you'd be all right. Right, but... You wouldn't I, be on the Truck Show podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll tell you that you much. You'd be in Mexico with an umbrella in your drink. That's <laughs> damn straight. <laughs> but I'm glad that people look at that and they said, I can do something like that. Yeah. This is this is now a platform. People aren't afraid to cut their trucks in half. They're not afraid to find sheet metal or or even some guys, you know, uh, are, are cutting down the long beds to a short bed spec and putting them back together. So they're uh, using original sheet yeah. metal to put them back on. Well, because the way the body line was done on that, they're not. There's no mismatch. So they're on the long beds. They extended sort of ahead of the. Uh, was it ahead of the rear axle and then a little bit behind? That's correct. Yeah, and so you can piece those pieces together, and the body lines actually match up. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, they're, they're pretty close. Close enough if you have a good metal man, Yeah, you can make it look just like a short bed. Right. So we did that, and pro touring was starting to get really yeah. interesting. And I had built drag race trucks before. I had built you know airbag trucks before, lift trucks, whatever. To me, it was something that I wanted to drive it. Yeah. And the autocross thing was getting kind of popular, so I decided to go that route. And one of our biggest things, especially when we were messing around with Rob, was a lot of people were saying that the trucks that we were building were cheater trucks. What do you like, mean? Well, there was a certain company that was one of his competitors that he built an F100, and it was his chassis that he offered as a, as a spec chassis. I mean, anybody can order it. And I think we won like uh, 14 or 15 good guys events in a row. And so they cried foul saying like, well, because that's it was a ra- a, wasn't a stock chassis. They said it wasn't a stock yeah. chassis. Ah. So they said that's a race car. So our response to that was, oh, you want a race car? Well, that's when we built Hellboy. And Hellboy was a purpose-built race car one off. Okay, if you guys want to see what that what the old F100 could do, this is what a race car is. And we built a full tube chassis that's um kind of it kind of similar to almost like an off-road trophy truck but in a lowered version. And Rob's amazing in his uh engineering and we pulled off one of the best, you know, C10 trucks around. Where can we see photos of that truck? It's a uh it's this red guy right here. Oh, yeah, if you visit, oh, bad man. yeah, if you okay. go to nolimit.net, I believe uh, there's a lot of stuff on there you can look at. But, okay, um, yeah, it's a it's a red uh, red short bed, 67 to 72 uh, C10, and it looks like it has I don't know, they kind of look like Pantera wheels. It's like a custom. The center sort of like a Pantera, but it's got you know deep dishes on it and big wide tires. And I remember that truck in the day was just it sounded awesome, and it just it it caught everybody's eyes and everything shaved on it except the door handles. What was under That's the right. hood? LS2. Okay. So uh, so that was sort of when LS uh, crate engines were coming out, right? Yeah, that was right before. I mean, they, they've always had crates, yeah. but it wasn't the big craze to, to like- To you do know, an LS. People right. were doing small blocks at the time. Yeah, and actually, too, that when I mentioned the LS2, that was actually, uh, we purchased a VET block uh, from Guarantee Chevrolet, just right around the corner around here, and built things. I mean, we it's got a scat crank in it, uh, scat rods. It's got a set of, um, boy, I forgot. Oh, oh, West Coast cylinder heads, did the cylinder heads on it. And uh, it was just natu- naturally aspirated, um, and it made well, roughly about 550. Oh, wow. Um, so, okay. And it, it has a Tremec behind it. Uh, what year is that? Like 08, 9 Boy, I think about around there. Because I'm thinking at that time, 500 was a lot of horsepower. It was. Like today, you know, you can get stuff from the factory, the warranty with 500. A Ford F-150, yeah. you know, 450 from the Raptor, the the Limited. Um, you've got the new Does GMC Sierra. Does he come Trackhawk? 420, track, yeah, Trackhawk 707. So today, it's sort of your. I think we're jaded now, right? But right. you got to remember, 500 horsepower mark back then, ten years ago, was f- 500. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, even you know, we're thinking we can get five hundred out of Project Speed Bump with the uh, EcoBoost and Raptor Turbo. It's funny that Marcel, you went from Volkswagens with about uh, the the horsepower of a sewing machine, correct? Right, and up to five hundred horse. You know, in a matter of well, couple of years, you can never have enough horsepower. I mean, exactly. That's, that's kind of where Fox right is going answer. right now. You should you be know? doing the ding, ding, ding on that one. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> No, I mean that's that's kind of where Foxy's going now. I mean that's uh, after I got it back from Sean, um, I took it up to uh, Fresno where my engine builder's at, and we started playing around the idea that um, we should we need to add a power booster to this thing. So uh, turbos were starting to get kind of popular, or at least yeah. people were talking about turbos. Yeah. So I said, you know, I looked over at my buddy P- uh, Peter that builds all my engines, and I said, let's do a turbo kit. We're in the middle right now of of retrofitting uh, Foxy into uh, it, at the. The last engine made 600 horse, naturally aspirated. Um, it's a Stroker LS... Um, 750-ish? Is that what you're aiming for? I, I would like it to be there. Yeah. Um, because I still want to drive it. Yeah. You know? 7, 750. So that's sort of your, your wheelhouse on well, it. Well, at least you're being honest. You're not Instagram famous saying, well, like, oh, I make a thousand yeah, horse. You know, I mean, oh, dude, it does this. It flies. But, but at the same time, Foxy's always been driven. Foxy's always been driven. And, How did and, Foxy and, get its name? So uh, we painted it gold. We've all been saying Foxy as if it's like normal, but it's yeah. a kind of a goofball name if you uh, ask me. It, it, it is. Uh, but it's funny because I've always known that truck is Foxy, so I don't. to me it's not weird. It's just like Marcel. We painted it gold and black, and at the time when we were painting it, we were mixing up the paint and, and just cocktailing a color. Like it's not – the actual color is now called Foxy Cleopatra just because there wasn't anything that existed like that. So we're, Tom and I were cocktailing it up and – for some reason, somebody had just recently watched uh, Foxy Brown. No, not Foxy Brown. They watched uh, uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, right. And so Beyonce is Foxy Cleopatra, and so oh. it turned into okay, like that thing looks like Gold Member, so yeah. we'll call it Foxy Cleopatra. And name stuck, and there it's it been is. Foxy. So, See, Holman, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. No, keep, I've always known Foxy. I didn't know the origins of the name. It's because we got to keep things Foxy. Yeah, that's right. right. All right. <laughs> so, where does the future of uh, what are we looking at for the future of Auto, auto Revolution? Keep grinding. Uh, every day we're doing different stuff. Um, How do you find the stories? They come to us. I mean, it's it's easy to find stories. Uh, there's so many people out there doing stuff. I mean, the guys that we see on TV every day are great to watch. But I'm still stoked to see the kid that's like kicking ass in his mom's garage and. You know, going to be the next guy. Um, if someone, if we've got a listener that wants to reach out to you and it's got a pretty cool, like, barn find Best story thing, or... uh, DM us at um, Auto Revolution on Instagram. That's kind of the thing that I pay attention to the most. Um, that would be the the, the, the right way. Uh, Have we... you had uh, viewers come to you with ideas that you've, that you, you know, All the seized? time. All the time. More or less topics. A lot of people say, like, hey, it'd be really cool if you did a build like this, or it'd be great if you did, you know, something like this, or can you follow this guy? Um, Have so, you had a? I've been. I'm working in the garage right now with my grandpa, and we're doing this thing. And you've you've covered something like that all the time. Uh, I haven't really covered stuff like that, but that does happen. I mean, we wanted to do that with Tom's dad's truck. That was the whole idea to to show that, you know, Tom's dad's been a hot rod guy since the '50s. So you know, where does all this heritage kind of come from? Um, that's kind of opened Pandora's box because everybody's yeah. got a dad or a grandpa or an uncle or guy down Somebody. the street, right? Yeah. And so, we're losing all those people. It's crazy. Like we, you know, when we were growing up in the industry, all those people were around and, and we were all learning and meeting them. And, uh, you know, like I've met Carol Shelby and I know Gail Banks and, you know, those types of things. Right. And all those people, well, not all, not Gail. No, no, Gail's fine. <laughs> yes, Gail's yes, fine, yes, everybody. Yeah. Uh, hey, right. Gail's in Gold's gym three, three <laughs> yeah, days yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just the, the, the link back to that, that history and, and those firsthand accounts, I mean, we're losing that. We're losing that, yeah. You know what's interesting is that um, the next generation, like, 
their grandparents right. will be Fast and the Furious guys. Yeah. No, yeah. I like well, those will be like our our, our kids are going to be like my grandpa drove a Civic. Right, it yeah. was rad. JDM. It was yeah, JDM. Yeah. It's like really and yeah. I kind of trip on myself every once in a while thinking that you know, wow, is this kid going to know really what who Carol Shelby is? Yeah. You know, like when you walk into some guy and go like, "Oh, hey, that's kind of like a Shelby." And they go like, "Oh yeah, that car is rad. I saw it on the, you know, Ford makes it, right?" Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yes and no, but um, I'm glad that they're they're having their own heroes though. There's their own people. They're they're making their own stuff. I mean, my nephew, who's um, actually you know he he started out. I I I told his parents when he was a kid. Oh, you're definitely going to see this kid in prison. I mean, yeah. he's he's by the way my <laughs> wife's cousin, so I should clarify that. Yeah. But Jordan was the kid that was in the room watching YouTube videos and and playing video games. And I would go, look, you got to get the guy a hobby or something like that because he's going to be a killer. <laughs> so he called me up one day and said, Hey, I, I need your truck and trailer. I bought a truck, and sure enough, you know he's killing it right now, building a C10 that's amazing. And, and I can't take credit for for influencing him. He just knows I'm the guy that can get C10 parts. Yeah. Right. He's doing it his own way, his own build. And he's turned into a, this little prodigy as far as metal work goes, too, because the guy just put his head down and learned how to do this stuff. Awesome. He works what at a hot rod shop. I mean, it gives me hope great. for the future. I mean, that look, everybody is good, turned into YouTube. Like, dude, I mean, Greg, the, the guy we had on just before you, uh, yeah. guys are turning to Greg like, I, I, I want a Ram truck. I want a Cummins. Yep. I want this. And they look to Greg to, to turn them on to how to do, how not to do. Right. And then, and Greg consequently is like, hey, I don't do metal work, but I've got this guy who runs this other YouTube channel. And the, so it's like, they can learn all these things. You don't have to even really go to school well, anymore to learn some of this stuff. And you that's, just... well, one thing I kind of like versus like, say, scripted or, or network television about cars is, is that they show you kind of how to get something done in an episode. Yeah. Right? Like they're always showing you, like, I mean, look, overhauling, everybody said, say, you, you can build a car in five days. People don't realize you were part of that too. Yeah. Back in the day, I was on overhaul and I was on a lot of the early shows. Yeah. I, mean, I was on Monster Garage too as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was the thing. They they didn't look at and, and I would have guys come to my shop and go like, well, I saw you on overhaul and so can you build my car in five days? I'm like, sure. Let me call all 45 <laughs> of those guys yeah, to come right. over here yeah. and do around the clock so your bill's going to be about the 300 way, grand. when you're done, yeah. you're going to have it, you're going to bring it back to us for about three months right, and sorted it right, out. Right, right, <laughs> Nobody, yeah, no one ever saw that, that all those Monster Garage cars, no, they and, all came back to be repaired after Right, exactly. And YouTube shows you that you could be human. You still get the idea. You're watching the well, guy. We talked about that about Roadkill too, is it's like, you know, even though it's a, a highly produced show, it's still authentic. Like exactly. they, they show failure. It, it's yeah. not a highly produced show. Like it's produced well, but it's, it's, well. But it's not one guy in his garage with a camera. What I'm saying is that it's a TV quality show, right? Yes. They but, have a crew. but they allow you. They have a crew. I think what's cool is like, again, they're not afraid to show failure and show the human side of it and, Absolutely. and all that stuff. So. I mean, because think about this too. When you're with your buddies, there's always one guy that's really good at like say mechanics. There's yeah. another guy that's good at paint. There's another guy that might be good at in my you know, world that was Marcel at mechanics and Tom at paint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and that's kind of how it happened. you kind of all help your buddies out, yeah. and that's what we want to show. I mean, our our show called Tried and True is exactly that, where we try on things, and if we kind of pass or fail, we show both of it. You yeah. know, I mean, the the truck I'm working on right now for uh, one of our things called C10 Clash, that's a truck that I'm building a 70 C10 that I'm trying to build it on a budget. Yeah, right. Trying. You guys. I, yeah. Do I air, air quote, quote that? Yeah, air okay. quote that. Trying. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jason, he's trying to go the other route. He's trying to go the, the super... M Mulligan, your partner. Mulligan, yeah. exactly. Okay. He, you know, he's he's building it with an LS and, you know, big wheels and an air system, you know, kind of all the, the dream that everybody wants, yeah. right? And, and that's also just show a process that you don't just do this overnight. Yeah. you got to build... It's going to take time. And you've, that's the fun part about it, though, right? I mean, sure. that's... I, I have way much more fun 
building them than I do taking care of them. Yeah. To me, it, the best thing for me is to sell the, it the day that it's done. The build. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because you're bored now. It's not that you're bored. You're, just never, you're, never, you're never done, well, and when you are, you have to start over again. Fo- Foxy's, a, yeah. Foxy's a dent magnet. Foxy went <laughs> through an earthquake. It went to Brian Cook's shop. It went and it, the hood flew up on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. The you know, it, it, So I you're never it done. With, yeah, <laughs> crashed with Brett Oak. So I'm never done. Um, but that's kind of the good thing about it is you got to remember it doesn't bleed blood. I mean, it bleeds yeah. oil, but yeah. still, it's not you know going to – if it dies or you crash it, you can rebuild it. It's yeah. a truck. Yeah. Um, and people I need to have that attitude. Amazon, Auto Revolution or AutoRevolutionOnline.com. That's correct. And uh, we're going to get into some other segments. Are you going to hang out with us? Why not? I got all this wiener schnitzel here. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel, you're in for a treat. You know why? Let me, you're going to see. It. You're going to see Holman dance because he loves this song. Woo-hoo. You email? Yeah. Talk about this the fact that he, d- he danced. Oh, he's still dancing. <laughs> what is that? Are you popping and locking? My version. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna have to point this out. There's that commercial running on right now that yeah. talks about um, how your friends are becoming their dad. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, need, it's so sad. Can we get a round of jalapeno poppers or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. All right, so we got some email. Holman, uh, I. Well, you didn't print them out, so I can't read them. You're yeah, I just got job. back from uh, Detroit last night about uh, 11 p.m., so What I'm were you sorry. doing in Detroit? <sighs> Surviving. So uh, Don't tell me you can't tell me about uh, this I thing can, either. I can tell you about one thing that I saw there. The rest is all embargoed. This is two shows in a row know. where you can't well, tell us crap. Well, because next week I head off to uh, the North American International Auto Show where then the embargoes will lift and we can talk about all sorts of stuff from but there. But then the whole world's going to know about it. Um, yep, and I won't be sued by any automotive manufacturers. Yeah, right. uh, uh, hmm. So all here's right. here's what you need to know. Yeah. The uh, new Ford Police Interceptor is coming out. The Ford Police Interceptor. Which is the uh, Explorer-based. Um, so all of you guys out there have a new set of headlights to look out for in your rearview mirror. <laughs> oh, over, over. <laughs> uh, what's cool is they now have up to level four ballistic protection in the doors from the factory. Hey, I actually know what that is because I was part of that. And what is it? Level four? Uh, that's a one th- above three. 308. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, like big, well, big I, rifle rounds that it'll well, level. What's level three versus level three? Level is four. like uh, smaller arms. Yeah, handguns yeah. and stuff. I've like got nine a, millimeter or 45 cal. Here, I took a picture. Okay. So I will actually tell you. Uh, and, and having a law enforcement background myself, not a lot of people know about that. The police interceptor, the uh, police interceptor with level four ballistic protection, will now protect an officer 7.62 by 63, a 308 Winchester, a 7.62 by 39, a 5.56 by 45, a 5.56 by 45 M193, 7.62 51 M61, 7.62 by 54 R. Those are all the rounds. And the Feet per second, the fastest in that group is a 5.56 five, by 45. 3,200 feet per second will stop that bullet in the door of a new uh, police interceptor. I don't know what you just said to me. I'm not, I'm not a firearms guy. We have people guy. who will understand. Of course they do. Yeah, I know yeah, we have yeah. listeners that are like, oh, that's, that's Here's cool. the deal. Uh, officers today are under even more you know, pressure than ever, uh, not respecting authority. You hear about officers getting shot at all the time, way more than it ever used to be, right? Like the, the lack of respect for authority here in the U.S. and the, all my police buddies, man, I, I feel for them. And even the fact that you would have to armor your doors like that sucks. Sucks. But, dude, if you were to fire a uh, rifle at a police interceptor door, 
not getting through with the uh, level four ballistic so, protection. So, okay, do you guys remember like 20 years ago when the guys in the valley they yes. robbed the bank? Yes. And it was like- The ba- Bank of America. That, now, yes. now, the deal with that was that happened in Los Angeles. The officers were not equipped with AR-15s or any large firepower rifles. And that's what started getting officers equipped with those in their, in their vehicles. The officers at the time had shotguns. And if you remember looking at the news footage, because the helicopters overhead, they were shooting these guys, getting body and headshots, and the bulls were bouncing off because they were all exactly. covered in body armor. Right. I knew a couple officers that actually went on that call. Oh, wow. And what was crazy was is that those guys were shooting armor-piercing rounds, that the the velocity of the bullet was actually cracking the, the engine, engine blocks. blocks. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. And they were destroying police cars, and that's yeah. what those guys were up against. And so uh, tactics that changed footage, that. You know what? There might be some young guys who have not seen that footage. I bet it's what, on YouTube. Well, it, it, I know. Yeah. I was going to say, what did they look under? Uh, Bank of America? It was, was it Silmar, or was it? No. No, it was no. more the It was val- in the Central Valley yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it was in the Valley. Like Van Nuys or yeah. something. Oh, it might have been Van Nuys. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, I remember uh, watching it on there. As a, it's North Hollywood. North Hollywood. I don't know. I can't The North Hollywood shootout. Yeah. It's, it's famous, and it's uh, there's actually a wiki page, and there's a bunch of YouTube videos if you if you search. But that whole incident revolutionized and, and was the turning point for officers to be equipped with higher firepower and more protection. And now today, with the new uh, with the new uh, Ford Police Interceptor, you can get those ballistic panels. Today's Interceptor, you can get ballistic panels. I don't know that you can get them in level four, which you can on the new vehicle. Yeah, um, and, and that's when I was up armoring uh, Humvees for the, the U.S. military. Yep. Um, that was their goal was to get to actual level, level four. four. Yeah. Now, there is another level, level five, yeah. that actually stops um, 30 cal rounds. <laughs> and what does the presidential limousine have? Uh, classified. Yes, if you had to guess, what what is it? Four, five, ten higher? Oh, it is. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it, they have. Here's the thing: yeah. you, you could shoot at the uh, at the presidential limousine Once. with with, <laughs> with a with a fifty cal bullet, and it will not penetrate. It will not yeah. penetrate. Okay. The the, the thickness okay. of the glass, the doors. Um, there's even rumors out there that if somebody were to come and touch a a, a handle on it, that there's electric uh, electricity runs through it. I don't know if there's flames that come out from under it too, but but it's got a lot of tricks like up its sleeves. Yeah, no, seriously, that yeah. thing is unbelievable. And uh, in well, fact, the new version, uh, I don't know if GM has handed off the Secret Service yet, but there's a new version that just got completed that is uh, is out there. Is it going to be the huge? Beast. Is it going to be huge? It's the beast. It's going to be huge. huge. <laughs> what do you huge mean beast. the beast? What's it built on? An Escalade? No, no, no. no. It's a. It's a. Uh, they say a Chevy. Heavy duty truck chassis, right? With the body of a with Cadillac around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, look at the wheels and tires. And the reason it has uh, hubcaps, yeah, is because it's those steel uh, run flat uh, tires yes. and stuff. But they don't want you to see the bolt pattern because they don't want you to know what, what, what the it's based yeah off of. what it's based off. Oh, of. That's yeah. so fascinating, dude. It's yeah. crazy. There's a whole thing about the beast, and we know. I wonder if we could should we do a show to, about. I was going to say it's we based need on to a truck to somebody about this. I don't know who would talk to us. It's classified. It is classified. But I know, I mean, but there's gonna be somebody old... is going to take photographs and then reverse engineer, you know, at least in theory, right? They're going to say, yeah. based on this, it's got this, and based on that, it's got yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the uh, uh, going back to the police interceptor now has the three-liter V6 out of the Lincoln Continental, 400 horsepower. Oh, good. And the Explorer is now on a rear-wheel drive. Excuse me. <clears throat> the police interceptor is now based on a rear-wheel drive platform, <laughs> not a front-wheel drive platform. Okay. And there's more info to come on that. So anyway... Uh, sorry to break the news to you guys, but uh, break new headlines. News. By the way, if you're law enforcement, which we know we have a lot of law enforcement listening, you're going to like this a lot better than your current patrol car. Guaranteed. Like, there is a lot of stuff they've done to this that makes it way cooler. The current vehicle sort of does this, but it takes it to a new level. It uses the parking sensors, and if it detects somebody coming up from behind, it'll lock the doors and roll up the windows for you. No kidding. Yeah. 
there's a bunch of stuff like that that they're really thinking about the officer protection and uh, I believe either uh, so LA County Sheriff CHP and Michigan State Police do a shootout every year of all the police vehicles and publish this massive report. Go online if you and like. And you don't mean actual gun shootout. You mean no, like, no, no, like a vehicle comparison. shootout. Yeah, like comparison. Head, yeah. comparison. Head, head. And it's, uh, it's fascinating. They talk about top speeds, 0 to 60, passing time, all this stuff for everything from a front-wheel drive Malibu police services package all the way up to a Pursuit Tahoe and everything in between. And so they test all these things. And the guys at Ford were saying that the new hybrid uh, explore. excuse me, I can't say Explorer because it's not that. It's the hybrid police interceptor. Okay, uh, was beating the V8 cars. Whoa! And the 300, or the, excuse me, the three liter 400 horsepower was just mowing down everything that's out there. Rear wheel drive platform, but I believe they're all all wheel drive. A lot of horsepower. The hybrid's kind of cool from the standpoint of uh, you have electricity on board to run all your lights and sirens and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I believe it has like uh, you know 320, 318, something like that horsepower altogether in that system, and then you can get hybrid delete and just get a 3.3 liter V6. Um, so there's a lot of cool things that are going on in the uh, the police world. And that's one of the things I saw. Wish I could tell you about the rest, but you'll have to wait a couple weeks. What do you Damn. say we actually get to emails now? Damn you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's have some email, please. All right. So got this one from, uh, from Brennan. Hello from New Zealand. Oh, hello, New Zealand. Says, hi, Lightning and Holman. Yesterday I introduced my three sons to the Truck Show podcast. They're six, eight, and 12. We were on a long trip starting from the North Island of New Zealand going to the South Island. We did 1,600 kilometers, close to 1,000 miles, and listened to five or six episodes back-to-back yesterday. Sweet. Long thank st- you. Yeah, thank you. Long st- by the way, I was in New Zealand uh, last year in November. To, uh, yes, of course you were. Right. Uh, Jet set guy. Well, you know, and amazing country. Amazing. It's, Loved it. It's Middle Earth. It is so awesome. It is Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, long story short, my boys love the podcast. They learned a lot. The language is clean. Okay. No, we, we believe <laughs> we try. No, we it. Do, we it do. is pretty clean, yeah. says they love the jingles and the jokes. This morning they were singing the truck show jingle at breakfast, and they want to listen to more next time we're driving. <laughs> it's a great balance. Finding something that appeals to a wide age range. I'm happy to say I just left a five-star review. I'm going to download some of the earlier podcasts again for the drive home. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from us in New Zealand. Regardless. Yes. I love that. Let's do- and uh, five stars. So that was pretty awesome. So, uh, uh, Brandon Chapman and Clan, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. And, you know, we're in something like 30 countries that people listen to us, which is amazing to me. Wherever they have podcasts and uh, Wi-Fi and electronics. And that's yep. where we are. Uh, we got one from Brian here, and he says, Hi, Lightning and Holman. I've been meaning to email you guys for a while, but as you know, life never slows down, and everyone's schedules are always super busy. I finally got five minutes to chill out on Christmas Day and figured, oh, let me go wish Lightning and Holman a Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you. Merry Christmas. Yes, thank you. Uh, I've messaged both of you guys individually on Instagram prior to this and about owning a 2017 Titan XD with the 5-liter gas motor. Not trying to start a gas versus diesel debate, but I really do enjoy the gas engine in the Titan. I can only imagine how fast it feels in the standard half-ton truck, but I feel it's plenty of power and torque. And the sound, too, in that, uh, uh, in that oh, gas that's engine. That's a great sounding yeah. engine, yeah. Uh, even in my XD, which is about 6,500 pounds. It says, I work for a small family-owned industrial sales company based out of Philly, uh, and we serve the energy and natural gas markets for the eastern U.S. Our five salesmen live out of their trucks every day visiting customers and hauling pallets of materials to and from job sites, refineries, chemical plants, etc. After having owned three, 09, 11, 13, all 5-liter V8s, Ford F-150s, I was ready to change it up and try something new. Everyone at the company drives either F-150 or GM half-ton, but I love the 2,150-pound payload I get in my XD. After a little of over one year of ownership, October 2017 to December of 2018, 
and almost 50,000 miles. Oh, my Lord. I'm happy with my decision to switch brands. Even the best truck warranty in the industry I may break 100,000 miles in another 14 months. <laughs> wow. So as our sales team typically rotate through their trucks about every three to four years, I must say the interior on the 2019 Ram 1500 Rebel or Limited certainly caught my attention. Here are a list of ideas for future episodes. Marvin Mancia from uh, Tim Dahl Nissan Marvin Build on Instagram. In fact, I've Wait, hit him what up. did you just say? Are you yeah. speaking English? No. Uh, that would be Marvin Build on Instagram. Okay. It says, uh, customizes lifted Titans and NV vans. He does like four-wheel drive NV van conversions. Okay. So I've actually reached out to him, so we want to try and have him on on a future episode. So Nissan NV vans. What? He was the first to fit 40s on a lifted <laughs> Titan. And he's helped build the American Red Cross Titan XD emergency response truck. Oh, I'm sorry. When you said that, I was thinking so on, 40s on, on, on a van. On a van. That'd be cool, too. Because you just switched topics so yeah. fast. I was like, uh, I can't. He also says he wants to hear from Carly Suspension. It's like suspension. whiplash you going through these emails, Well, dude. you know, I'm just trying to get them done because we've got well, so I, many. I know, but you need to, there needs to be like a separator. Like, between every single one, I need like just a- Just <laughs> key engine parameters. You know? I'm done with this email. Or this one. Or- I'm done with my co-host. <laughs> How about a, like a chili dog break or something like that? We just had a chili dog break. How many chili dogs does Lightning need? I can't make another trip to the bathroom. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Carly suspension, in my opinion, manufactures possibly the nicest, most comprehensive lift kits for Super Duties and Ram HDs. He says, thanks again and keep up the great work with the podcast. I've listened ever since episode number one and really enjoy tuning in for all your shows. The SEMA coverage was excellent, as was Holman's trip to Morocco. Please send a hashtag truck show podcast sticker. So I can put it on the back window of my XD. Best regards, Brian. And he says, five stars. So Sweet. Brian, dude, awesome email. Marcel's never so seen the five stars. I'm, in I'm not in person. I actually just like kind of flinched because <laughs> it's getting kind of well, normally, handsy in here. Normally we do it with our guests. We can try if we got another uh, one. Yeah, no, are you, is, we could do like a triad. Now, now that I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now the triad, yeah. Hey, what's up with Carly? And do we need to get some from Carly? Because yeah. they have, that's not the first compliment we've heard about Carly. Yeah, we've had several people ask to have Carly on. Do we so, know anyone at Carly? Yeah. Okay. We, we know the guy who owns the company. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's been, been a while. I haven't talked to him uh, in a long time, but I'm sure he would love to come on. Okay. Uh, here's one. Lightning and Holman. <laughs> oh, get, cut it. Remove the E. It's uh, lightning. He says, this is Damien from South Louisiana. I've emailed you before saying how much I enjoy the show. We love you. This time, I've got a Nissan question for you. My wife and I are soon to be in the market for a new truck. Thanks to you guys, I'm highly considering the Nissan Titan XD. Good follow-up to the Smart previous man. Email. says, is there any way you could explain the difference between the main packages, trim levels? Of course, we're... Wanting to go with a five-liter diesel, but I'd like to know what all I'm getting for the extra money and buying a higher package truck. Thanks again, Damien. And he says, "P.S. Whoa, wait, 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 Marcel's not sure how to do this. Do we want to do three individual? No, all together. Are we going to do like a? No, 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 no. We'll knock over microphones like we did last time. Okay, so ready? Here's where we're going. One, two, three. Five stars. That kind of worked. That's all right. A little awkward, but it's fine. Yeah. All right. It wasn't like My the first hug. Time. It wasn't like the hug that lasts too long. You know what I mean? Like the, was, the awkward. Yeah. yeah like right? we, we talk about the the hug that is like a half second too long. Oh, yeah. you guys are in hugs. I, I have a three by three rule. Like I. <laughs> so so uh, explain the three by three rule to us. Uh, three by three. <laughs> like I need to you know box in there. I, you know, <laughs> three I, foot all the way around. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, uh, the, the Titan. They've, there's a ton of trims you can get. You can get S, which is the base model. It's like the work truck. You get mm-hmm. the SV, which is sort of their value edition. You get their. SV Midnight, which is their blacked out, black wheels, black grill, cool looking truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my personal favorite is the uh, Pro 4X okay. because that's the off-road package with the Bill Steins and the locker. 
the general tires, rides good, has a great interior. You're not really missing out anything on luxury. You can still get the uh, the heated seats and all that kind of nice stuff. Well, then what's the Platinum Reserve offer you? Well, you get nicer leather and a little nicer interior, and you get heated and cooled Same seats. Same stereo, do you know? Uh, yeah, it's got that Fender, the new Fender oh, stereo. Oh, damn. Wait, so you can get that in the Pro 4X and the Platinum yes, Reserve? Yes, you can. Ooh. Yes, you can. Uh, so that's and then a there's tough the, decision. The in-between is the SL, which is like their... Sort of their luxury brand you know, or their luxury trim, but not quite as fancy as Platinum Reserve. And the black, Platinum Reserve has that really cool black chrome on it and stuff like that. Okay. So, I mean, there really is a truck for everybody. You just kind of see what's in your so price like, range. So, like, all right, now, he, he's from Louisiana, right? Yeah. Okay, so I guess they've got, you said... Probably swamps, swamps or yeah. some, you know. Swamps or maybe he has ATVs or trailers or a swamp yeah, boat or... A lot, okay. lot of hunting and fishing out there. No, so. A lot of hunting and so fishing. It is so America's if, Playground. So if, is. if you're... Do, is that what it's known as? America's <laughs> Playground? Like a sportsman's Playground? So something like really? that, yeah, yeah. 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 So if any off-roading, he needs to look at the Pro 4X. Yeah. And if he's just strictly... You know, SL a, or a Platinum Reserve. Land yacht, yeah. Platinum Reserve. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong. They're, they're all great trucks, so... All right, we've got one here from uh, JP. Says, uh, Lightning and Holman, I started out in mini trucking. Ooh, nice. See, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, need a, we need a sound effect for anyone that's old school mini trucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no! Oh! That would be good. That would be good. Or, or scrapes. Like, you know, okay, hold on, hold on a second. Wait a second. I'm going to kill the well, other mics. We, we, we need a, wait, wait, a sound wait. of scraping bots dots off the highway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know if people will get that, though. But this yeah, one, though, hold on. The... I'm going to mute our mics, Holman. All right, all right. And then I'm going to let um, Marcel. Marcel, do it? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to let you just give me that sound effect again. Here we go. Uh, he says he started out at 16 with a 2000 Ford Ranger extended cab, a 1989 Toyota pickup back in the day. He says, I look forward to listening to every episode ever since I found the podcast about eight months ago. The information and depth from Gail and Aaron and all the guests you have on, as well as your guys' knowledge, is phenomenal. I also thought it was rad. Huh? My word. Oh, no, my it word. is not. Dude, you don't say, you, I say rad like eight times a show, and no, maybe no, you're one. True. You can't that's coin true. rad. I didn't coin rad. I've just, no, but he it's says my that word. It's his word. You can't I'm claim like, rad. No. I'm, way, I'm older than he is, and I've been yeah. saying it way longer. He can't just move it on he my word. He finally admits that he's older than me. I've been getting. I know, but I'm not 80. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? 60. 60. Wow. I put on Instagram, I said, happy birthday. I had to take a picture of him climbing up a dirt hill when we went to the desert. Right. And I said, happy birthday to you uh, at K-Rock's Lightning. I'm like, happy, keep, 60. happy 60th. Keep climbing. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Damn. That's oh, horrible. That I, awesome. I, I would think the only person that could coin rad would be like, Maybe Eddie Fiola from <laughs> Oh my God! You're going way, wow. yeah, way back, way back right? machine, way back. Yeah. No one. Does, you guys, hold on a second. Hold on. Does Does anyone out there know Eddie Fiola? Yeah. He wrote for. I know you do, dumbass. <laughs> How about Tony Hawk? Right. You well, do, of course, everyone, yeah. the whole world knows Tony. Eddie Fiola wrote for GT famously, yeah, right? And right. was a Gary Turner bicycles in the in the in the movie Rad. Rad. Right. If you haven't right. seen Rad. Go, go see Rad. See Rad. Uh, it's got to be on Netflix or something, right? No, 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 no. no. By the way, uh, uh, but you, you know what? I think most of it is on YouTube. I think yes, it's been lifted yes, so many times. A lot of it, yeah, a lot of it is on there now. Eddie's, and it's so dated. And um, so, do you guys know? You, hello, raise your hand if you're tight with Woody Itson. This guy right what? here. Okay, Wood, hold on. Woody Itson. Wait a yeah. second. Whoa. Hold on. If you're tr- <laughs> if you're tight with Travis Chippers from Giant Bikes, who was actually in Rad. No, dude, Woody Itson is like the star <laughs> of freaking Rad. Yeah. Are you kidding me? On the whole scene at the end of the, the credits, when there's a guy at the boardwalk in Huntington, <laughs> that's Woody Itson. We need to we need to uh, have like a, a rad viewing party for the Truck Show oh podcast. My right? Lord. That'd be but, awesome. But we're not into BMX. I mean, we are. Yeah, but we're but not. It's still rad. Do you know who would show up? <laughs> who? Aaron Kaufman. Dude, he, you Aaron's know, rad. He's, he's no, no, a, no, 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 no. Do you not know that Aaron is a huge BMX fan? Yeah, oh, of really? course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Have you seen those BMX that are on like twenty nine inch? Uh, wheels and tires or something like that. They're like, yeah, plus they, like, those things are pretty cool. Well, you're right. talking about, yeah, you mean, I can't remember the, S- the name of the, 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 the Big Ripper? Yeah, the Big Ripper. The Big Ripper. Okay, well, you don't yeah. know this, but 
I helped give Aaron and Jonathan, his assistant, the two big rippers that are in his shop. Did, <laughs> Very wait, cool. Did you see the rippers? I did not see okay. the rippers in the shop. There's two rippers in the shop. All right. We gave him uh, We gave him a Mike Buff model. And my buddy at Forever Bolt, who does the yeah, stainless, yeah. The stainless steel, steel company. Bolt, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, and he... Uh, we, we we drove out there and gifted them a couple of bicycles. Very cool. And uh, yeah, badass. And I so I don't know why are we talking about BMX Be- all because of a he said rad. Oh, anyway, yeah. So I thought it was rad <laughs> to hear you talk about the little shop and these shops that have come from mini truck background and shed light on what they're doing now, as well as all the diesel information comparisons. I drive a Peterbilt. Ooh, oh boy. in auto transport. Hauling, I'll take a ride, please. Yeah, uh, I think hopefully it's not a day cab. He says he does it from uh, Cleveland area up through Toledo in Michigan. Yeah, so it's probably. Probably a day cab, I guess. When you say day cab, is that a sleeper? No, 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 no it's without it's, the sleeper. Yeah, okay. without yeah. the sleeper. I you need know what a though? Sleeper. There's there's very few Pete's that are day cabs. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're, you're getting a Kenworth country uh, there. That's true. Yeah. I, you know what? I there's something about a long nosed Pete with a sleeper. It's sort of like you know, it's like the Harley Davidson of the big rig world, yeah, right? That you is. Know? Yeah, it's yeah. just they're badass. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm going to retire, and that's what I'm going to do. You're just going to drive uh, vehicles around the country. Yep, me and the wife. Just like we're just gonna cruise. You can have there a dog inside or anything like that. No, I'm not even gonna pull a trailer. It's just gonna <laughs> just, just drive gonna it. Just bob, just bobtail everywhere. No, I'm gonna tell you that's a lot of fuel <laughs> for uh, no trailer. And, and also not not a great ride either. No, uh, you yeah. want that trailer? Yeah, you want the trailer? Yeah, for okay, sure. right, those airbags are not oh, yeah. uh, are not the soft. Yeah, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tow vehicles. That's all right, what I'll do. All right. There you go. All right. Well, he says it's cool listening to you guys talk about the up and coming trucks since I see them in camouflage from the factory out testing. I drive by the Jeep factory every day. I currently have a '66 F100 short bed. Very cool. Whoa. That I swapped a 12 valve Cummins into with a fully hand built frame on Mob Steel Wheels, which is a, a company out in uh, Michigan. We have not Detroit talked area. to the Mob Steel guys, have um, we? I have their contact info. I could probably they're get good them guys. On. Yeah. yeah. Good guys. Oh, you've talked to them, yeah. Marcel. Good guys. I've been to the shop. I've got a couple yeah. of their, their we shirts. We just put and stuff. a set of their wheels on uh, Tom's dad's truck, actually. Okay. What I was yeah. thinking about doing is they're smooth. They only the the widest they make is like a nine inch or something. Okay. But I was thinking about getting yeah. a set of. They're smoothies in the widest, and then putting they, my drag tires only, on those for the F100. They're yeah. only doing smoothies. Well, no, they have they a couple do, different no, designs. Yeah. They do like a a version of an artillery, if you're familiar with those, but yeah. in a plus size. Yeah. So you know what? That, we should got a have those cool guys things on. out there. Yeah, uh, Mob Steel and uh, yeah, those guys had a TV show for a while called Detroit Steel. I That's think, right. right. That's right. They built a lot of Lincolns. Yeah. But you, yeah. you the, the badass. Suicide door Lincolns, yeah. airbagged with what twenties, like twenty yes. by nines or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's the other dude? Uh, Southern California here. I forget. You know who he is. He does. He's known for Lincolns, but he started also as kind of a bagging trucks back in the day. He's got an Amazon show. Jeff Davy from DVS Jeff, Customs. The DVS Customs. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, Do we right need on. to talk to him? Oh, of course. Jeff's a great guy. Okay. Will he has a lot a, of fun stuff. We give us his number. Do we have to wait six months? That, that we'll have to see about how much that, that depends on how much more we but it's kind of, he, he was bagging trucks forever and ever and now oh, yeah. he started doing Lincolns and yeah. he got him some notoriety now he has an Amazon show what is his show called do you know uh, Devious Customs oh it is just called Devious Customs that's right and okay. he uh, on Instagram I think he's Mr. Devious sounds about right okay so uh, anyway, he says, uh, continues and says, it's a project that may never get done, smiley face. He says, appreciate everything you guys do, and I've included some pictures below. By the way, they're never done. looks awesome. Yeah, they're never done. Never well, done. Flip it around. Let me see. Uh, let's see here. So bring up the uh, laptop here. Here's yep. his uh, 66. Oh, nice. that's awesome. That's dumped. Cool. It is on yeah. the ground yeah. with no front it's, clip it's, on it. It looks gorgeous. Body. I, I we need to like share to some of these done. photos to our Instagram, at Truck Show Podcast. Oh, my God. We, you know what? That's what I should do this week if I ever get some damn time. Can we hire go a, through can, the? Can we get you an assistant or something? God, I wish. Intern. <laughs> and, I'm not, hey, wait. No, seriously. Motor Trend's got to have an assistant we can use. Yeah, sure. With, no, with, our, with, our, high, with our high budget when, uh, yeah, podcast. When, no, I, I don't know. Intern. We'll have to see. But when, you know, I'll go through the emails and try and throw out some uh, some listener uh, 
you know, some listener pictures because I think people would dig that, right? I would l- enjoy seeing that photo right there. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'll work on that this week. Uh, he says, I appreciate you guys and everything you do. I've included some pictures below. If you have any shirts, XL, and stickers. Oh, hold on. Yep. Oh, oh, five stars. Keep a little delay there. Sorry, yeah, fine. Right. It counts. <laughs> says and keep the jingles. They've grown on me, and now I got to sing along. Thanks and happy new year. That is from our listener JP. So JP, thank you very much. Um, and you guys remember uh, Brian Mumford? He talked about having the mini uh, from Mumford and Sons. <laughs> nope. Oh, <laughs> nope. no, I don't know anyone uh, named Mumford other right. than the guy who supposedly. He right? said he had the tiny trucks. <laughs> We on a... <laughs> no? Okay. Oh, tiny uh, trucks. The yes. tiny truck guy. Okay, so, so wait. All right. Let's 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 fill in Marcel Flew because in. All right, so it was the strangest email. So he, he wrote said, and he said that he has tiny trucks. And he said if we wanted to see them. So he sends this. He says, you guys asked and I'll deliver what I said on my phone call. Here's my 79 Ford Bronco XLT tiny truck. That's my buddy's Scalar Toyota. And like I said, if you want to see these rigs, I'll give you a date on events to see other tiny rigs we have. One more thing. I wear an XL. And he sent these cool pictures I don't know if they're RC or if they're just to scale, but they look like the real thing, but they're little. That's pretty Wait a rad. minute. Look at the tires, at the that. wheels. Right. That's awesome. That looks like the real, the right. real Bronco. And it looks like a BMW X5 that he's wheeling yes. with, right? Yes. Like, what's and how funny what's how he's got like the, he has like the collection of mud around oh, yeah, like, the mud totally. tire. Like and how that, tire wasn't, that was the Bronco paint scheme that we were talking with one of our guests. Uh, you know, Remember when we were talking about the night edition? Yeah. Who was that? This isn't the night. This is the previous edition. Who was talking to us about oh, full-size dude, Broncos? I, I, I that's, don't know. That's the Bronco we were talking about, the fade. But wait a minute. I need to see how long. Can you? There's no, there's nothing to scale. I need scale. I, I know need, they look like the real I thing. I know that, but I how mean, it does look like a model. I mean, for sure, that, that's yeah, definitely no, a model. I, I'm guessing it's an RC. Is, is what I'm guessing. Probably. But they're very cool. Yes, very cool. So all right, well, we we appreciate the uh, we appreciate the pictures. We'll, we'll throw those up on our Instagram. I right? would like to see, but I need someone. I need, I need a hand next to it you know, or a yeah, foot. Yeah, but there's something. nothing in those photos. He's teasing us. He's, well, he's guys, trolling. I've, the first the first email was the total tease. He's like, oh, if you're into like min- miniature trucks, we're like miniature trucks. Then he sends another round of emails. And he blasts us with more teases. Stop well, that. Let me tell you guys, my wife uh, has introduced me a few times as um, the person that builds life-size models. But I don't actually drive trucks. I just trail them around the country and show them off. So <laughs> well, maybe I should that. go that route and just build models. So right? she, well, you need an extra room in your house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is one of my favorite emails that we've gotten uh, in, the, in the past. Uh, actually, this was our very first email of the new year. Okay. What? So which is pretty cool. All right. Tell me more. So this is from Mitch. He says, hey, guys, just wanted to follow up on a review I left on iTunes a while back. You're going to like this. Uh-oh. I don't really think you're pompous. Oh, ah, the, Cali- the California, California pompousness. Marcel, the reference here is that uh, 15, 20 shows ago, yeah. somebody had written in and says, you know what, I like, enjoy the show, but I don't really like your California pompousness. And, and we're like, well, really? uh, And it sort of became an inside joke. Okay. A running joke in the show. And because, and, and we, I, I, I was kind of bummed to be quite yeah. honest. I'm like, right? do, we try not to have every radio show you've ever listened to has had inside jokes. And you're like, what are they talking yeah, about? Right. And I, we have those two, and I try to stop and say, all right, let's explain yeah, the inside joke. Absolutely. I want to let everybody in. Um, we, sometimes we forget. We don't do that. Yeah. But I think some of it comes across as this quote-unquote California, California pompousness. pompousness. Where we, we're talking about references in Southern California. Cruising a mini truck down Main Street in Huntington oh, Beach. Oh, or right. Balboa. Or, and they're like, whatever, and they're like right? why yeah. is your area cooler than mine? Yeah. And, it's, it's like, and it's not. It's just our point of reference, right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, he, he writes back. He says, uh, I don't really think you're pompous. Just a healthy pride of where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, I think the comment came from my inner keyboard warrior desperately trying to fight the truth of comments you made about trends starting in California and reaching the rest of the country a few years later. 
Thankfully, not all trans actually make their way east. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll take it. It says, uh, anyway, I've modified my review and broke into my wife's phone to leave another... Five stars! Five stars. <laughs> and he says, yeah, buddy! Yeah. And it gets better. He has a few random thoughts, and he says, uh, I'm in the market for an HD truck to pull a 37-foot travel trailer. Wow. Hoping I can get my hands on the next-generation Ram or Chevy by July. We'll tell you that is absolutely uh, possible from what I understand. Uh, to Nissan, I've gained respect for your uh, brand through your sponsorship of the show, and this show is the sole reason I will go actually check out a Titan XD before making my purchase. Awesome. Nice. Which is super rad, right? Absolutely. My young daughter loves the email jingle. <laughs> you email? That one? Yeah, he says he used the skip back 15-second button at least five times the other day at her request. <laughs> says, uh, oh, because little kids never uh, get tired uh, of the uh, song. Ever. It's no. Like, uh, oh, it's like pop radio. Dad, can hear that again? Again, again, again. You're like, oh, my yeah. God. So he says, like, same. Oh, that's yeah. enough. Really? Oh, can, I hear it again? can I hear it again? Can I hear it again? Hey, oh, hey Dad, this. one more time? Oh, Dad, one more time? Okay. <laughs> so he says, keep the jingles coming. They make the show memorable. It might be what got into my head after the first episode and got me looking for another a week later. He also says, what's up with the payload on trucks? I know it's tied to the gross vehicle weight rating, but come on, my fully loaded swagger wagon, minivan, has more payload capacity than some of the half-ton trucks I was looking at before deciding I needed HD. And it'll hold a full sheet of plywood with the door closed. Is there some state to blame for gross vehicle weight rating limits on certain categories? Hmm. Um, I can answer that. I think what happened is uh, everybody got into the capability wars in the spec sheet, but because the trucks, some of the trucks were older, were engineered for a different time, and so the numbers in those areas weren't as important back then, right? So as the truck has aged, the competition has gained more, but you're still, you know, you still have that platform. And as more technology comes in, each one of those things adds more weight to the truck and it chews into your payload. And so I think you'll see the new oh. trucks coming out now have rectified that where I think there was a certain off-road package of a popular truck. Last year's model had like 800 pounds of payload in certain in a crew cab, four-wheel drive, whatever. Today that truck has like 1800 pounds. Okay. So they ate up all the payload right. because the features truck just got and then, heavy. yeah, right. and then trying to say my capability is this and getting into those numbers, the expectation from the customer was why is that so low, but they were unable to really do it without a redesign because the truck was never designed to carry that much. Got it. When it was released, that wasn't a thing, right? And he also says, I don't have any cool truck pictures to share. So here's a pair of twins at a large truck manufacturer where I work in Illinois. A pair of twins? Two Twix sitting next to each other <laughs> inside a vending machine. Wow. Sweet. Uh, we pre- it is a picture of a vending machine, it is yes. A, yeah. And I appreciate uh, I appreciate the vending machine, Mitch. And thank you so much. We didn't... We well, didn't. That, well, hold on a second. The, the vending machine reference is because uh, you, yes. I, I'm obsessed with vending machines. Why? Yeah. I'm not, it, it, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Let me, let me clarify. Let me clarify. Marcel wow. is rolling his eyes wow. and scooting his chair further away from you. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't... I'm, I'm sort of... It's, it's... I think that what's in the vending machine speaks to the people that work there. Do you follow me? Oh, sure. I'm a lot more excited to go visit a maybe a manufacturing plant that has a really cool assortment of, you know, of snacks as opposed to like <laughs> healthy crap and granola. I, and we talked to a guy at, at the Super Duty factory and he sent us a photo and it was worry, uh, vending machine. And it was so <laughs> rad. We got him on the phone. We talked yeah. about it. <laughs> now, I remember back when, at my shop in Huntington Beach where the guy would come around with the yes. Honor Store. Yes, remember that? I that, do. That's basically, yeah. I, I don't know how many people know what that is, yep. but it's basically a box that has no lock on it that has a bunch of goodies in it. Yep. And you can leave it on your counter, and, and right? You, you can leave it on yeah. your counter, and you're supposed to, if you're honorable, yeah. 
leave some money when you when take you, something. Right. And I remember the guy walking in, and he was trying to sell it to me, and I looked at him, and I said, listen, pal, get your stuff out of here, because none of us here are honorable. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, well, you know, when you work in a shop and you're hungry, you don't have any money. You know, it, it said we had one of those at the radio station for a long time, right. and and it, the stuff was reasonably priced. Instead sure. of a dollar for a candy bar or whatever, it was 50 cents. But all the stuff would be gone, and there's like six bucks. Well, in right, there. right. Yeah. Well, or, or there's it's a bunch just, of like IOUs that are like shoved in there, like I owe you yeah. a buck, and then yeah. you know and then you never track those people down. Right, right. So then the, the shop owner has to pay for it, and you know, or or you use your buddy's tires up in a burnout competition. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got one from Parker here. He says uh, this one's for you, uh, Lightning. Mm. It says, hey guys, loving the podcast. Lots of good information. The interviews with all the industry insiders are really cool to hear. I've always been a new truck guy, but every time I saw someone driving down the road in a 92 to 96, so old body style, OBS F250, I couldn't help but stare at that truck. So three months ago, I finally found one that was a good candidate to fix up. It's a 93 F250 4x4, 7.5, so 460, with 149,000 original miles, which actually isn't bad for it's that not age. that bad, right? Uh, I, I had a, a boss who had a, uh, a F250 460 with 290,000 miles. He had changed the water pump. He had changed, I think, the timing chain at some point. Uh, heads had never been off of it. So with good maintenance, man, those things are yeah. they they go forever. It's interesting what a wide um, variance in interior quality you'll find too. Some are yeah. like cherry, yeah. and then yeah. some are just beat, beat. To hell. Well, because yeah. somebody used it every day and didn't care. Yeah. Right? It was right. just transportation was a tool. How much did they eat in there? You know, some yeah. of those you're like, oh yeah. man, what well, happened in here? Sometimes you can tell when you open the uh, door and you can get a scent of uh, the previous <laughs> yeah. owner. That's right. not good. The, the marbles, the marbles. <laughs> <scent is laughs> oh the yeah, that, those never get out. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. I found actual marbles in a truck one time. Really? Yeah, I found a flip flop. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we had a guy who used to run our events tr- uh, truck, which is a uh, a Ram uh, twelve valve Cummins uh, dually. Uh-huh. It's uh, 06. And after he left, and this was a big kind of greasy dude. He used to eat all sorts of stuff. There's stains everywhere, and like twelve details didn't clean that thing out. It still has a funk to it. Okay. And I remember after he had left, there was a, some incident where it was like I can't find my flip flop. And the detailer is like, hey, there's this sole flip-flop <laughs> under the seat. Nice, so you nice. knew he took him off while he was driving, and his yeah. heel slid it under to get it away from the pedals, and he forgot about right, it, right? Yeah. Right, now, I what, don't know. Like, if, if the truck is that dirty, what's coming out of the pores of his skin? It's uh, gross. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a question. What is the strangest thing you guys have ever found in a truck that you recently, recently purchased? A Barbie doll. And I was kind of <laughs> bummed. Really? Yeah, I found the Barbie doll, and uh, she was not wearing any any apparel. <laughs> wow! Okay. And um, and I pulled it. It was way lodged under the seat, like behind where the seatbelt buckle, uh-huh. you know, like would fold and get trapped in there. Okay. And I'm like, what is this strand of like hair? I pull this, you know? No, 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 perfectly. Okay. It wasn't gross all right. at all. Yeah. But I just thought, oh, there's some girl missing her Barbie doll. So I, I was like, oh, she I has had no. Our, um, I'm like, she's she's I, still hunting for this. We darn had a thing. 2010 wow. Ram Power Wagon. I believe it was a 2010. It was one of our long termers. Had one four wheeler pickup truck of the year. And it had the rear entertainment system. Sure. And so my daughter at the time, she was like three years old, it, she, we would watch SpongeBob and I would put- Push the, the button and out comes a DVD. So that truck went away, mm-hmm. right? And I got an email, or no, a letter to, addressed to me at the magazine because he saw I had written about this. He says, I bought this truck at an auction and it looks just like the four-wheeler truck. And I found a SpongeBob CD, and I, <laughs> I wanted to mail it back to you because I think no it might belong way. to your daughter. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's so that was kind of neat. That is right so on. cool. I do have a friend that bought a truck and hit the eject button on the DVD player, and out popped adult content. Of course. Oh, I'm sure. Of yes. course. Um, I would and s- I will say, now here's funny. We I used to think this was funny. Yeah. I'm, it's not funny it, as being a parent, 
but we would put, <laughs> we would have adult DVDs. High we, school when the when the uh, sub go, would come. The what? The sub. The teacher yes. in high school. Mm-hmm. Whenever we had a substitute teacher, somebody would pop in the adult content in the VHS and press play, and the sub would make it to the back of the room before the scene would start. And I will never forget a bunch of high schoolers watching as in horror. This sub is like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, we would play the we would play that content on the flip down screen going down the fifty five freeway. Uh, which connects the inner cities to the beach area down uh-huh, here. Right. And we knew that everyone was watching. could see it at night as yeah. we're going down, and there's <laughs> this action going on. Yes. Okay, that's now, funny. that turns out to be illegal these days. Uh, I believe that, no. is, I believe that only, is illegal. Only for the driver. You no, 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 no. Oh, showing a, porn? Showing adult content. Uh, yes. I I be, I, uh, let's find that Someone's going to source well, me. See, 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 I am going to look for that law. I've got uh, several police officer friends, and we will have them. Uh, I was told. It. Okay. Could be wrong, okay. but I was told that that is illegal. Well, we can't have straws anymore. In yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. yeah and I, <laughs> that's important. Like, yeah, you got a paper, a paper I, drinking straw. I can barely have my guns anymore. You know what's interesting, dude? Like, can we, we're going to take a small diversion here. Yeah. So, um... I'm on the Facebook groups all the time, and, and it's and it's, truck fans, although California is the largest truck market, surprisingly, mm-hmm. Texas is second, mm-hmm. and um, the other states don't like Californians. Like they- No. No, but I know you say no. <laughs> Never like, heard that before. <laughs> but it's really interesting because we live out here in bliss, like, hey, we're trendsetters, we're this, we're yeah. that, you know, there's their California pompousness, uh, right? Uh, there say. it is. But I'm not, like, there's legit hate because- the state is so freaking liberal, right? And truck yeah. enthusiasts oftentimes are, are typically con- not t- typically conservative yep. or typically you know reasonable, all, all, reasonable, all American, reasonable people, right? <laughs> Hard workers uh, yep. like to keep our money. Uh, small government, but it's, like going on a tangent it's not here? just like it's <laughs> not just like they. It's it, it's a real thing. Like yeah. it's a real thing with many truck owners. They're like yeah. California's yeah. screwing it up. Yep, and they're serious. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Uh, I just thought about two things I found in my uh, '67 F100, uh, the speed bump project, uh, uh, that were odd. Mm. I had a uh, a square body Chevy bench seat in it. That's right, Marcel. Remember that? That's right. And no floorboards. Okay. It was a Flint, it was a Flintstones <laughs> edition. Yeah, it really was. No, 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 that's not finding a gem. That's just, <laughs> no, that's just the, stuff that's it, wrong it with it. It made me cry. You know how Marcel was talking <laughs> earlier when Foxy went into the wall. Yeah. He's ready to light a match and walk away. Yeah, yeah, that was me when we blasted the, yeah. uh, the F100. Yeah. And the floorboard fell apart. Yeah. No, no, there was none. There was nothing to fall apart. What do you mean there was none? Nope. Like we lifted up the carpet and it was the ground. Oh, someone had hit it. What no, they no, did. well, they they put in a tin tin roof flashing. Yes, okay. <laughs> and then and then sheet metal screwed, uh-huh. and then fiberglassed over it, okay. and then linexed over that. Oh no! So you couldn't really tell. And we started peeling back the layers, and eventually we got to the point where there were no there was no floorboard. Oh no! And uh, ended up having to get a new cab. We found a junkyard out here. Thank That's God. Right. But uh, yeah, that was the day. I, I I had tears in my eyes, going, "What what have I done? I've just spent all this money on a truck that has no floorboards." Mm. Anyway. That's depressing. So uh, going back to uh, Parker here, uh, I think this goes your way. He says, uh, he says the 460 runs great, but it definitely lags in top-end power and efficiency, especially when towing. I'm working on a very limited budget, so need to choose my upgrades wisely. Banks, you, so this is where you come in, okay. makes a power pack for my truck with intake, headers, exhaust I'm saving up for, but wanted to know if this seems to be a worthwhile investment, or do you guys have any better suggestions? He says, it's pretty pricey, and I don't want to make a mistake. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for the podcast. Oh, five stars. And he says, uh, I enclose pictures of my truck in the power pack. Also, you guys should have a truck show, listener car show, where everybody can get together and bring their trucks. It would be fun to get together with everybody and exchange some tips, stories, et cetera. Anyways, 
I apologize for the long email. Thanks again, Parker, and he's in Lancaster, California. So yeah, the uh, the power pack from Banks. Uh, I mean, this is a, a question for you, but I can tell you that you guys have some serious numbers on your website for improvement. And I I know guys back in the day, Marcel. I think you probably knew some guys too, right? Yeah, Use I sure it? did. Yeah. Um, I, the nice thing about banks is that when you guys publish numbers, they're actual dino numbers. You guys aren't monking with. You're them pointing right at me because some people don't know I work at banks. Yeah, right. Yeah, sorry, right. Yeah, lightning, lightning works at banks. So, so <laughs> take it away. No, so I mean, it's a 68 horsepower, 94 pound feet of torque. Um, that's your addition. It's going to cut. Uh, going to give you 15 percent more MPG, basically. Um, it it really just frees up the intake and exhaust system, so it can it can actually breathe, and it's. Uh, it's made of a, a lot of costly components. Yeah. Um, so it's not a it's not a cheap kit. It's going to run you about sixteen hundred bucks, um, and then you've got to go with the installation. But yeah, I mean it's it's the the it ram air complete right. Yeah. So the torque tube exhaust manifold system, which Gale They're designed, awesome. uh, the monster exhaust, the extension pipe, the chrome tailpipe. Uh, it's Carbio too. It's, so it's Carbio exactly. Yeah. So if yeah, and this guy's Lancaster, you said right. Yep, yep. So he's going to need you know you know California Air Resource Board. Yeah. You know, certification for emissions. Exactly. Yeah. I would say that this is not as popular as like a 7.3 kit that we do a ton of. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, we still sell the, the heck out of this thing. Yeah, but and know, it's pretty damn bulletproof. I, I had a guy back in the day that actually used to tow a, a big offshore boat with one of those. Uh, 7.5? 460 so, trucks? Yeah, 460 truck crew cab. Um, and nice that's, truck. What was nice is it, it actually kept it in the torque curve while he was pulling grades. Yes. Yeah. And that, if it, you guys this, know Because stock, those things kind of fell off the power they band. They did, yeah. Well, this is, it's like the difference between Wind going 55 and 65 upgrade. Yeah, right. It makes a yeah. huge difference. You know, and those headers are well. beautiful. Like, I've, yeah. I've seen, uh, those used to get put on uh, motorhomes and stuff like that a lot Still with 460. Do. Yeah. Oh, Still really? Do. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have no idea how many. It's slightly different. Yeah. Um, but we have an entire C container full of all the old, the stock headers yeah. that come off. Yeah. And all of them break bolts. Yeah. So we have. And crack, get yeah. hot. Uh, it's insane. There's such junk from the factory the headers are just absolute crap and they neck down to like an inch and a quarter really small an inch and a quarter so these are all mandrel bent so they breathe freely the whole thing it's it's a wise move again it's it's not a cheap kit but it's well worth the money it'll it'll make a noticeable difference in your truck more than noticeable and you will will enjoy your truck i'm going to tell you it's probably going to make i don't do the math here but it's you know two years in economy it'll you know you could amortize this over two years it'll pay how much you drive and how much you tow and all that stuff and that's a great truck i I love those obs uh, f250 350s they were way overbuilt too like the frames and stuff for their day absolutely and it's funny you get into them now you can do a super duty now it's a big ass truck yeah those obs fords weren't that big like it's right you get into one now you're like Man, this doesn't really feel big at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. A friend of mine has a uh, brand new Super Duty and yeah. a, a 96 uh, F350, and he parks them to, next to each other. And <laughs> you look and you're like, is that like a mini-me? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, so I got another one here from Chris Savage, and he starts out, hello from the UK. Nice. So we had New Zealand and the UK today. Yeah, so it's like the international uh, inbox uh, here. And he says, uh, love the <laughs> podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Do we need a new theme for international inbox? I don't know. We've seemed to get a lot more guys these right? days. So. Are we getting some post today? <laughs> he says, I love the podcast, love the Jingles and five stars. There we go. All right. He says, "I live in this the UK." This is weird. I just I, I'm hitting the backside of Marcel's hand. It doesn't <laughs> no, work. It's better than missing and punching him in the face. Well, yes, I, mean, right? I, can, I can aim straight, yeah, but I'm like Bob just, Weave around we, here. We can't really do like a triangle. You know what well, I mean? Well, all right, like here, here. If we all it's, aim, it's ready? Like, One, two, three. So he says, I live in the UK and used to live in the USA in Conway, Massachusetts. <laughs> Wait, and do you think people are listening to that going, what are those guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're just <laughs> yelling five stars. They don't no, know. we need to do. We need to do a boomerang 
on on Instagram of that, right? There you go. So that, that, they can that way it. they can picture it. Okay, right. sure. It says, uh, I live in the UK. I used to live in the USA, Conway, Massachusetts, and enjoy hearing about all aspects of trucks. He says, my daily driver is a 95 Land Rover Defender 110 high-capacity pickup, which we never got in the US. No. So mm. that is super cool. We it got says, ripped off. says, it's a single cab with a 2.5 turbo diesel, which is great, but I've also owned a Chevy 1500, a Nissan Frontier, and a Toyota Tundra, all of which were great in different ways. I own my own business restoring old Land Rovers and listen to your podcast in the workshop. Nice. says, uh, I started with the Freiburger episode and have now listened to all the back catalog, and I'm now caught up. If you're sending out T-shirts to the UK, then I'm a medium. He says, I've rated the show five stars on iTunes because it's ace. Yeah. <laughs> it's ace. And uh, that's from Chris Savage. And if you guys want to check it out, Chris Savage owns uh, The Restoration Shed, and that's therestorationshed.co.uk. So uh, if you're interested in uh, seeing one of our listeners and what he's up to, check out the re- the uh, restoration shed online. That's very cool. You know, Chris. I'm jealous as they call their garages workshops. workshops. Yeah, and yes. we're, we're just, just a garage. You know, right. yeah. For us, a workshop is where Santa is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got one from Ben. He says, "Hey, Holman and Lightning. Not cool. <laughs> nope, Thank you, not Ben. Cool. Says uh, second time emailing you and love listening to the podcast. It's amazing all the touching emails you guys get. With that in mind, I want to hear your thoughts on three simple things." Number one, what happened to Top Truck Challenge and could it come back? Wait, what happened to what? Top Truck Challenge. Okay. Uh, We'll circle back here. He says, number two, what's the opinion on new RCSB pickups? There is a right answer. I have an 08 GMC RCSB, sadly with the 4.3. And number three, are you guys doing the Detroit Auto Show? And is there any truck show podcast meetups planned? Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. I didn't give you my address in the first email, so here you go for a medium. Thanks again. And that's Ben LeBlanc. And uh, Ben, I will answer in order. Number one, what happened to Top Truck Challenge? You could come back. Uh, we're working on some things at the magazine. For those of you who don't know, Top Truck Challenge went on for 20 years. It was a awesome Olympics of truck off-road competition with four-wheeler. I actually, uh, at Linex Corporate, sponsored the first five of them. Yep. Did you really? Yeah, there you go. Uh, and it, I don't recall those, but it sounds like that's a TV show waiting to happen. Uh, so we're in talks with some different people at the magazine to see what might you know what we might be able to draw them up. And uh, wait, these, these are not new trucks. These are... And each, these were, well, they they merged from trucks over time into buggies, and it got away from our core audience. Yeah. And we were essentially building we're, what? Yeah, because uh. hardcore fifty inch, fifty four inch tires, doing the what they call at Hollister Hills the tank trap and all these awesome off road obstacles and it, you know uh, hydro steering. It just got away from the original was like the most awesome off road truck you can do like thirty three inch tires and go do all these things. And it went to 54-inch tire tube frame trucks and buggies. Mm. And we were basically doing a competition No longer every year. accessible to the average guy. No longer accessible. No longer, um, you know, they couldn't see themselves in it. And we were basically doing an event for the Pirate 4x4 community that didn't read the magazine the rest of the year and would build their trucks for our one event, and then they would go away. Working with the state of California at the Hollister Hill State Vehicle Recreation Area, the, the where insurance- is, Where is that? Hollister, Hollister, Hollister California. <laughs> Hollister, yeah. like, like- The Hollister. town of Hollister. Up in uh, Central California, along the, the coast. So the one was hijacked by uh, the apparel company, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Which isn't based on Hollister, not at all, and no. has nothing to do with surfing uh, uh, no. at all. Yeah. yeah. So that was funny. Hey, they hey, hated hey, Hollister. Hey, hey, guys, girls, stop buying Hollister. Yeah. It's the biggest sham in the world. Is it even around anymore? Yes, oh, yeah. of course oh, it's around. Yeah. It's yeah. Anyway, massive. They're in every single mall ever. Okay, yeah. everybody Everywhere. who lives in Hollister hates the brand of clothing exactly. Hollister because it does. Anyway, there's a real town that's a really great. Little it's a spot. great place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Stop buying Hollister. So what happened was the insurance costs and the rental costs of the state park and all those things got to the point where it was no longer profitable, um, or not to the margins that we needed to, to continue it on. And the communities of truck enthusiasts sort of lost interest because it morphed into this thing with buggies. 
And um, anyway, so it was. It ran its course. Twenty years is a good run. It is. We're gonna. Is see. that like when mini trucking started putting jet skis on the cover? Yeah, or trucking with boats. Yeah, uh, that one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll. we'll yeah. <laughs> so it had run, it had run its course, and we're looking for ways to revive it. If there's any news on that in the next year, I will be happy to let everybody know. Number two, opinion on newer regular cab short box pickups. I like them. I want to see them come back. I want to see them come back with big engines and like a cool sport package. And I'd like to see the return of the uh, of the custom truck. Dude, I'm seeing it at Irwindale yeah. Speedway. They're here out in there, Southern California. There's every, guys themselves. every Thursday night yeah. under the lights. Regular cab, yep. short box. Now they're doing well, it with big wheels. All right, they're big wheels superchargers. That's okay. And um, they're still doing. That's just the style, right? But the, 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 the style, idea right. is still there. It's it's there and so, it's, it's coming. New back. Ram fifteen hundred. Yeah, no regular cab. Oh, uh, not 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 that's been announced and, and not yet. Don't know if they're going to do it. I mean, um, look, it, you can still get a Tundra. You can still get. I believe the new Chevys will have a regular cab, but they're late availability. Um, I believe. Oh, you still get a Ford F one fifty regular cab. See, the, the Chevys are the ones that I'm seeing. I'm seeing yeah. the Chevys and but not in the new body style yet. No, no, well, the older no. ones. You'll see GMT the, the, 900 the, the Chevy. The current yeah. body style, yeah. right? The K2 trucks. Yeah. Yep. And then uh the everybody walked away from it and so now I think you're slowly starting to see some people come back. You can get a Titan XD regular cab. We'll see. I I think that the off-road market is saturated with all these great off-road packages, the Rebel, the Trail Boss, Raptor, the ZR2, all those things. I love them. Don't get me wrong. But I think that there's room for some manufacturers who don't necessarily need to play in the hardcore off-road space who want to have an enthusiast vehicle. And I would say the pendulum starting to swing the other day, and I would be shocked if in the next two years you didn't see a manufacturer come out with a regular cab sport truck. Well, look, dude, everyone has a street access yeah, to a sure. road. Yeah. Not everyone has access to, to, to off-road. And we've talked about it with manufacturers walking away from cars. If you want that rear-wheel drive V8 or high-performance experience— you're only going to get it from trucks going forward. Well, here's the funny thing, you guys, because I'm, I'm right in the middle of this right now, um, that the next classic truck that a lot of people are looking at is the actual uh, 8898 CK or yep. OBS body style for the Chevys. Yep. And if you do the math right now, the 1990 454 SS truck, yep. which they campaigned as the truck from hell yep. with its 220 horsepower And if you want to hear about that, uh, go to the Gail Banks episode. He talks about his influence on the 454 Absolutely. SS package. So Right. But what's great, what was great about that truck is that just got everybody pumped about a pickup again. Yeah. You know, people looked at that and said, short box. Yep. Horsepower, which and not Gale a lot of horsepower, designs. but he wants to put a Duramax in one of those trucks. Absolutely. We are going to do that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I just recently picked up one that I'm planning, you know, LS platform, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and, and really, if you look at it, those trucks now are the trucks that are affordable. You yeah. know, those things you can pick one up for 1500 to say 3000 bucks. Because even the square bodies now are starting to get, yeah. they're, they're yeah. starting to ramp up. You, you know, know, the 67 to 72s are kind of called the Camaros yeah. of the trucks. Yep. and. These square bodies are right behind them, yep. and now if you look at and then an you o- have a, obviously you have a couple generations of square body too. Well, of course, so. of course, but you know an OBS you can pick up cheap. Yeah, there's a ton of parts available for them. Ton of parts. Uh, motor swaps are easy to do, obviously because it's a V8 platform. Yep. So I think we're going to see a lot of those trucks being built in the in yeah. the near future. But the manufacturers got to take notice of that because it's been if you look at it, 2020 will actually be the 30th anniversary of that truck. So oh it, it's my time God, for a are we that old? Yeah, right. I think they'll do it. I think no, they will. Somebody will. You know, because the trucks now, you're, t- to get a loaded truck, you're talking fifty plus thousand uh, dollars, right? F- higher. No, no, no. I know yeah. that. Yeah, but but t- that yeah. entry level of the nicer, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. you're 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 in the '60s, and then you can even top out in the sev- low '70s for a couple half tons, and then the new, like if you got a, let's just go full tilt, like a dually four by four, everything. 
96, 97 yes, now. Right. But well, look at the trends. They've started with young people at, with affordable, the mini trucking scene yeah. and the Volkswagen yeah. scene. And like, you, you but gotta, look you've like, got to have something that's affordable Look for at Ram guys. with the Hemi Expresses that they did in the, in the last generation half ton, right? So you okay. get a sport hood, monochromatic, you get 20 inch wheels, you get a Hemi, and then you don't have as nice of a stereo or as nice of an interior. The idea being that you're going to upgrade those yourself. You like, got, that was a decent truck. You guys, you got to look at this. You know, anything that was great and unobtainable in high school yeah. is what everybody wants the now thing, for yeah. the mid so when you say young people i'm saying middle-aged guys yeah because okay. the middle-aged guys are going to say hey you know what i don't need to have a hot spot inside my truck yeah i want a rear-wheel drive v8 power that'll step out on the throttle and right I can counter steer and now look at this too the guy that can't afford let's say a mustang yep or can't afford a, a a hellcat two-wheel drive pickups you know, now you look at this and say, okay, I want to put that Hellcat motor in yeah, that Dodge yeah. pickup. And have that experience. And have that experience, yeah. right? I, I we'll agree. See. So he says- Are uh, you listening there, people? Yeah. You know, manufacturers? Well, and I guarantee you- No, they're, they're not. <laughs> we have- we have <laughs> Not li- to us. We have listeners who are doing that right now. So share share your uh, share your Please stories do. with us at Truck Show Podcast, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, or call us at the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, 657-205. 6105. Go to the Instagram and just click the call button. And he says, uh, number three, you guys going to the Detroit Auto Show? And are there any truck show podcast meetups planned? I will be there uh, covering it I will for... not. This is lightning. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was there. Uh, I will be there. I'm flying out uh, on, uh, what's like next week or something? The week after the week. week after we next. Yeah, are right. going to have to have a We've never had an official meetup. You know, we, no. we, our, we were at Off Road Expo. With, we had some guys come out to that. Uh, SEMA, we had some guys find us. But We've not had an, uh, an official meetup. I think we should do I, that. I'd like to do something where we get to hang out and drink beer with our uh, with our listeners. I say, should we not record a show or you just want to, maybe a couple segments or something? Yeah, or you want to do a full-blown show? I, don't, I think it'd be fun to do a show with a Party live Party at audience. Holman's. Party at Holman's. I got the, back, I got the backyard <laughs> for it. If you're in Southern California, you've got a suggestion, hit us up. Of where we can uh, bring a ton of people. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or five people. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Five people will come. Uh, all we need is five people to make a show, you know? Uh, True that. All right, I got one more from uh, Steve Havorka, and uh, he says, Hey, guys, new to your podcast and podcasts in general, the Truck Show is the only podcast i found that keeps my interest while I work. I work for GM. What? But I'm a Ford OBS guy at heart. I own a 460, and it's so funny. These emails, were these are in order. These aren't hand-selected. It just happens that you guys are all talking about these topics this week. Says I work for GM, but I'm a Ford OBS guy at heart. I own a 460 big block powered 92 F350 crew cab long box on a six inch Skyjacker lift and 37 Discovery STT Pros. Woohoo! That's a cool truck. <laughs> yeah. I drive it around normally and also go wheeling on the weekends. Even my fellow GM co workers can appreciate my old Ford. Says I've noticed something's been missing from your shows. And as I listen to episode 32 of the Off Road Expo episode, mm-hmm. it's been confirmed. As you guys talked to the listeners, you guys ran into wearing the podcast T-shirts. It became apparent to me you guys seem to have no idea what kind of wheeling people do outside your gun-hating state of California. Uh, he says, "Yeah, that's true." Says mud bogging or bogging, as we say here in Central Michigan. Mud bogging is huge. In Wait, Mich- they do bogging in Michigan? That, oh, oh, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, that's where all really? the lakes are at. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Says I'm learning, guys. Says uh, mud bogging is huge bashful. in Michigan, and I'm not talking about hard bottom mud puddles. We crave that black muck. And you know what? I, I'm a desert guy. Yeah. God, I hate mud. <laughs> I just I, do. I, I, do too, I love being man. in it. I just hate the cleanup afterwards. That's like your drive thing. shaft and your wheels and everything are but all they don't seem to mind. You, guys, just, you guys are not living. Uh, you guys are man. not living. It's I'm fun. It's fun. I just don't want to clean it up. All right, listen. Let's stop right here. All right. 
we we talk about going. We've talked about going to Nissan. Yeah. We've talked about going to uh, the Super Duty factory. Uh-huh. Okay. We've talked about going to AEV. Yeah. We've all right. But the one thing that we really need to do those things mud are all bogging. Like, we really need to go mud bogging. Now, granted, I, I feel like um, oh, dude. One of the Motor Trend shows went bogging. Which one was it? I don't know. One, one of, them, of them. They went. They built something. They went bogging, and but it wasn't. It was kind of like kind of half-assed. Like they did it, yeah. but it didn't really do. Dirt all day. We need maybe, maybe dirt every day. Might yeah. have been dirt every dirt, yeah. dirt every day. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we need to do. We need to get Rob from Plan B Fab on the phone, and we need him to hook us up with a truck or someone a dude that owns a truck, and we need to go bogging like legit. I my own dime. He'll do it. No, our, my own dime, I will fly and I will stay in some crappy travel lodge and I will do it. <laughs> I am all in. I got to do mud bogging. I got to do. And you got to wear gonna, goggles. Oh, man. I'm going to take my shirt off. I'm with the belly hang and I'm like, what? Do it. Yeah. Hi, Marcel. Straight up. Yeah. Might I suggest that you visit Dennis Anderson's annual barbecue in Kill Devil Hills, South Carolina. The ultimate mud bog, being Gravedigger and all. Sure. Yes. Yeah, the, the founder of Gravedigger. Now, yes. I, okay, the interesting, I was working with Jared, one of his mechanics, and invited us back there, and I didn't put two and two together. Oh, I, amazing he, time. Because he has a track back like there. A full yes. track. And, and so I thought the track, but I wasn't thinking mud bog, and I was just thinking like dirt track. Well, and also, too, the way that they really kind of, let's say, advertise it, you think it's just going to be a bunch of monster trucks, okay. right? It's not. It is the locals. I love it. Out there, and... and Amazing things that they do. Now, the one thing, too, when you, we think of California guys, we think of mud bog, and really, really Southern California guys think of Azusa. Yeah, right? which Where isn't anything close. Azusa, Azusa, Azusa close. Canyon. It's not mucky. Right. It's not right. sticky. It's not no, it's gumbo. A, it's, it's not gooey. Because it's, it's kind of half dirt, yeah, half it's, sand. It's like sand. It's like a concrete mix before it hardens. Exactly. It's just like sandy. No, it, it, isn't, it isn't glue. No. Right? No. no. You go back, back east there, it's and glue. it's glue. Yeah. And these guys are it's just- It's exfoliating your skin oh. when you get it on you. <laughs> but you, you watch these guys. What they, First off, what they build. Yeah. That's no, the, the, do the engineering? Kinda, yeah. Because it's hard on trucks. It's very hard on trucks. And when you look at it, you kind of say, maybe that'll work. Yeah. But then when the guy's out there and they don't play around, they buzz the things yeah. like- And they, a lot of them have tractor tires and right. stuff because that's the only way. And, and yeah. they just scream through this mud. Yeah. I've watched countless hours on YouTube. You know, It's amazing. There are All a right. lot of compilations All on right, YouTube well, of well, mud Steve, bogging. Steve, but, uh, you know, maybe hook us up. We got to maybe visit you and do some mud bogging out there in, I, uh, in I think the, I'm in Michigan like seven or eight times a year, so- I'm sure on one okay, of these if trips we can I can coordinate. Figure it out. I'll 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 drop the dime and I will go. Meet I'm not just there? saying this for like showbiz. I will go. You have my word. Okay. If we can bog for a weekend. So here's what he says. He says I don't just mean the high dollar two frame mega trucks with blown race motors. I'm talking about the average Joe with a square body Chevy Ford OBS 96 Ram 1500. It's our culture, our way of life. You can call me hillbilly or redneck, and I appreciate it. He says Ohio, Tennessee, Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi are all bogging states. I've had my furred. Buried up to the rockers many times. I don't expect you to talk about mud constantly since it's not common terrain in Cal- California. Yes, thank you. But you would, would think... You, would, California? California. Yeah, I don't disagree. Heard that, yeah. I don't disagree. But you would think that type of truck build would come up from time to time. And let's uh, hear more about OBSs. We did a lot today, so I think we checked that off the box. It says, I hate myself for this, but yes, the jingles are starting to grow on me. By the way... Five stars! And a two-by shirt if you got one. Appreciate it, y'all. And so he had written me, and uh, we hadn't written back, and so he comes back, he says, ignore the horrible, he sent us a ton of pictures. He says, ignore the horrible paint, Cali Lean, as we call it. That's all being fixed as we speak. And then he wrote, again, he goes, sorry for making fun of your state. It's all in good fun, because he thinks we were ignoring him. And I'm like, no, dude, we just haven't gotten your email. He says, us Michiganders are proud of having no emissions testing, our proud gun toters. 
Got a proud <laughs> gun toter right here. So you're talking to a guy who's uh, packing right now. Just FYI. Uh, yeah. I, Holman. Uh, what, you, what what caliber is that? Can uh, you say it's a forty? It's forty. Yeah. yeah. X- XD uh, Springfield subcompact. Uh, my uh, on your right hip. My, my EDC on my right hip. Yeah. And uh, we. Uh, so if you screw with me, <laughs> you screw with Holman, and that's, you got that's right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, and he says, uh, "I would love to make it to your email section. Me, my buddies, coworkers get a kick out of that. Thanks, Lightning and Holman. Nice, well done. And listen, if there's an invite and it's legit, and there's a weekend that we can plan, we're in. So that's it for uh, for emails. And uh, if you guys uh, want to get a hold of us, truckshowpodcast at gmail or Facebook, Instagram at truckshowpodcast. Or Marcel, you want to do the honors and read the five star hotline number? Yeah, certainly. It's area code six five seven. 205-6105. Holman, you want to take us out? And uh, don't forget to hit us up on uh, our socials at Truck Show Podcast. There was like time. You could have filled it. Right. At Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> right, here we go. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And we want to thank Nissan for making the show possible. Hit up your local Nissan dealer and check out the best warranty in the business. Five-year, 100,000 miles. And don't forget to uh, check out our friends over at Decked. If you've got a uh, bunch of stuff rattling around in the bed of your pickup truck or van, Decked makes an awesome cargo solution for you. Decked.com. Marcel, thank you for stopping by and spending the show with us. I knew it was painful. It was, no, actually, it was great. <laughs> First one of the year. We're very rusty. <laughs> yeah, we are. And thank you for the wiener schnitzel. Not a problem. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, dude. I got to be honest, it's going right through me. I'll see you guys later.